And it may be that that's completely made up, but truth is in the telling. So today, 31 genders. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth. The show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Welcome back to the David Allen Show. It's been a while, again, and David is not with us. Uh, again, because he was going to be here this week, um, and then I got a message, frantic, nope, not happening. So we uh, had to fill the room with some other people. But he was sending text messages at 3.45 this morning. Did you notice that? Well, he gets up at that time to work. And I thought we'd Skype today, but he decided no. So Jay came in, strangely. Hey, hey. The peanut gallery's here. I offered to come in a few weeks ago and, like, got ghosted. Yep. <laughs> No apologies there. Yeah, you're right. You did. And we have another David on the show, I think. So, You were going to Skype on the radio? <laughs> yes, on this radio. <laughs> I, I was going to call him up and say, Skype us, but he works today. And if he doesn't, then I'm wrong, but I think he does. But anyway, welcome. Uh, hey, hey. You're here hey, from, from from the, the weed country. <laughs> weed. <laughs> Medicinal. Uh, med- yes, yes. And and some. Uh, I saw a headline to do... Yes, okay, I was at the local athletic club photographing the place a little bit yesterday. Because you weren't using anything. <laughs> no, I wasn't using it. <laughs> um, and on the television, it was Fox News up in the weight room, and they were talking about RGB. Ruth, or, or BG. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And apparently she has had uh, more cancer treatment. But she's doing fine. The best part about it is the lady that was talking, I don't know who it was, it was some talking head on the Fox News, uh, said, and we can't speculate, but I'm going to say this, (laughs) and then went on about what this means about, you know, when you get a tumor and you fix it, well, what it usually does is it then moves around and, yeah. Well, yeah. It, so well, Ruth, the tumor doesn't move around. But updated. What is that called? Um, Metastasizing? That's the word. Yesterday at 2.30, the National Public Radio has a story. Uh, Ruth, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg treated again for cancer. This is the, the, the National Public Resource. Uh, Justice RGB, RBG, uh, has just completed three weeks of radiation treatment at the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York, the U.S. Supreme Court disclosed on Friday. Um, apparently they got it all. Quote this from the statement from the Supreme Court read, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg today completed a three-week course of stereotactic ablative radiation therapy. The focused radiation treatment began on August 5 and was administered on an outpatient basis to treat a tumor on her pancreas. The abnormality was first detected after a routine blood test in July. And a biopsy performed in July 31 uh, at Kettering confirmed a localized malignant tumor. As part of her treatment, a bile duct stent was placed. The justice tolerated treatment well. She canceled her annual summer visit to Santa Fe but has otherwise maintained an active schedule. 
the tumor was treated def definitively, and there is no evidence of disease elsewhere in the body. Justice Ginsburg will continue to have periodic blood tests and scans, but no further treatment is needed at this time. Wait, so she just had treatment, but they're already able to... Absolutely. No further... Done. She's what good. her deductible is under the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> the Washington <laughs> Examiner today has a story by Daniel Chaitin, Chaitin, whatever. Uh, the uh, David Axelrod, remember him? Let's see the. Um, did he run the Obama campaign? And wasn't he a Clinton guy? I don't know if he was a Clinton guy. Yeah, he was, he was a big Democrat. Did he run right? it, or was he? He, he was just involved. <laughs> um, a for a, a former Obama advisor. Okay, they're gonna say that. Uh, set the stage for a potentially nasty confirmation fight in the Senate next year. Within an hour of the Supreme Court announcing uh, that Justice RBG recently completed three weeks of radiation treatment after doctors found a localized cancer tumor on her pancreas. Quote: This is Axelrod. This is from the Twitter. If there is a SCOTUS vacancy next year and Senate and at Senate Madge Elder carries through on his extraordinary promise to fill it despite his own previous precedent in blocking Garland, it will tear this country apart. Again. Yeah. If there is a... Let's see. He was referring to... Oh, I know what he was referring to. How the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said earlier this year that the Senate would consider a presidential nominee to fill a vacancy on the court if one occurred in 2020. Oh, we'd fill it, the Kentucky Republican said in May. So the Democrats are panicked that Ginsburg will die. Yeah, but, okay, Kavanaugh did not actually turn into a yes man for the GOP. So well, I'm not but he's sure. still a rapist. <laughs> but I'm not, right? But he's <laughs> I mean, definitely <laughs> rendered some decisions that that lean on the liberal side. So it, it isn't like they, you know, all of this huge panic that he was going to overturn abortion and overturn, I mean, come on. It, it, he turned into actually a fairly decent well, it's because, middle of the road. It's, it's because, um, like, you mean like a fair It's because RBG is still there. So she's 86. This oh, is so her the claim third. is that she's keeping him in line? Uh, no, she's keeping the court balanced to the left is what they're saying. So the, the rest of them are so um, timid that they have to stay in line totally, with her? Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, after wow. a third, That's not insulting at all. After a third bout with cancer earlier this year. So she must just be cancer ridden, just riddled with it. If she's got, this is the third time she's fought with it. Uh, Ginsburg told the NPR that she has no plans to retire anytime soon. She said her plan is to stay longer than the late Justice John Paul Stevens. Did he die? Stevens? Well, he must have. They well, said they late. Said, right. Well, but are they referring to... He wasn't on time. Well, this says who retired from the court in ten, 2010 at the age of 90. Yeah, he's going to be dead. Man, I didn't know he... He'd be 99. I had a 99-year-old lady in here the other day for a podcast. He... Hmm. Oh, he died a month ago. Why didn't I know this? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Apparently, I don't keep up with the news either. Did you know this? July 16th. I did not know it. Ugh. Well, he's not in the limelight anymore. July 16th. Moment of silence. Boy, that wasn't very long. <laughs> well, 
So Ruth is uh, uh, teetering on the edge. Now, th this brings up speculation that she's already dead. And they're just oh, hiding it. Whatever. <laughs> what do you mean, whatever? That could be. Of Weekend at Bernie's. You've seen, so they, they, they put, put out this Netflix documentary on her where, oh, she's, she's the stalwart woman. And she's this big, doing all these exercises, the show her at the now? gym. Um, it says she is 86. 86. Or is she was. single? <laughs> <laughs> There's Are hope. we looking? She's loaded, though. Well, she's got to have money. Yes. I don't know. Look that up, Greg. I am. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, is she married? Let's see. Here it is. Well, what would be the advantage to hiding that? And come on. Okay, realistically, that's a lot of people you have to keep quiet. Something like that doesn't stay quiet for long. I mean... Okay, this is the institution in the country that does not allow cameras in the room. She's got like 5,000 offspring. I mean... What? So her husband, her, her late husband... She's like a rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, you don't get to 86 and you have two or three kids and then grandkids and great... She's probably on like the fourth generation living at this them. point. They got to all of them? They've silenced them all. Anthrax. Martin <laughs> D. Ginsburg. Uh, uh, he, was her, he, he was her white husband. Who was her husband. Two, he died in 2010. Oh, jeez. So... She's been, maybe that's why she's been like. She's on the mark. Going more right. She's she's hopping up her Tinder profile. Cougar? <laughs> she's cougarmatch.com. Something. Martin D. Tinder profile. Uh, she has a son and a daughter. So just two kids. Yeah. Did it but... say what her net worth is? Ooh. <laughs> Let's see. Here it is. That's the second line. Their 2016 financial disclosures indicate that Who's they? How can it be they? She's single now. Ah, the Supreme Court. Oh. That Stephen Breyer had a minimum net worth of $6.15 million. Roberts was likely to be worth $5 million. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg came in third with an estimated minimum net worth of about $4 million. That's not enough. She's no babe. <laughs> it's, not a, it's, not, it's not enough to go. <laughs> to, to go for it. Uh, so... I bet she Ooh. writes a mean prenup, though. Now, here you go. The yeah. next question down the list on, on the Google is, what did Ruth Bader Ginsburg's husband die of? Guess. Old age. He killed himself. He had to go home to her. His heart stopped. Cancer. He died of cancer. Nah, that's not what killed him. His heart stopped. Okay, Google says he died of cancer. Yeah, Google's wrong. So my Nobody point dies is, of cancer. he dies of cancer. You only die when your heart stops. She keeps beating cancer. Her clock is ticking. Well, she right? didn't pay his deductible. He wasn't on her health plan. <laughs> oh, brother. Well, do you think that... So the whole cancer gig, that brings up a whole nother... That's a whole nother conspiracy thing for me. If the, cancer's real or not? With the, no, no, no. I believe cancer's real, but the whole pharmaceutical... The treatment of it? Oh yeah, oh. yeah. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. And this United, moves us right into weed <laughs> in the United States for me. I can't. I don't know that cancer treats weed, but it definitely no takes... weed treats cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, what do I know? But cancer comes back all the time because of the way that it's treated in the United States. 
because it's never it, it they don't it's it's not actually healed in the United States. Cancer doesn't get healed. No, you typically die from the treatments of cancer. Yeah. And here's something, a friend of mine. And ours, it always comes back because they don't they don't heal it. I mean, you, you go overseas and there's like there's they heal cancer. So this is why our, our RBG has had three fights with it so far. Sure, that's so not she's, normal. I mean, my my mother-in-law had Maybe that's why she's been training in the boxing ring yeah. so much. My mother-in-law beat air quotes beat colon cancer and then 7 years later had died of another lung, cancer? Lung cancer. So yeah. then they just moved it. Well, cancer metastasizes. Yeah, it, but it, yes, thanks. I know. <laughs> my point is is it and maybe you guys know the collective of your brains is much old, much much older than me. Um maybe and better um, looking. I might Well, add. then there you have it. Um, <laughs> does the treatment actually perpetuate the cancer? It depends on who you listen to, but I've read studies that, yeah. I mean, there's, there's entire studies now that the the treatment— So, I mean, cancer is nothing more than just a—it's uh, a deformed or—, or um, I'm at a loss for words, but it's— Jay, a, the oncologist. It's a, no, 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 no. I, I did a lot of research into this when my mother-in-law was dying from lung cancer to understand it. And there, there's, uh, well, anyway, so cancer is nothing more than just a, a, a deformed cell. And I can't think of the right word. But um, so your body deals with cancer from a technical term all the time. So the treatment of cancer actually injects foreign bodies into your into your body in an attempt to try to smother or kill the cancer cells and then all it does is it just mutates mutate that's the right word it mutates other cells. So yeah, it it's ridiculous the number of people that actually die from their second or third cancer. Mhm. So once you have it, your odds of dying of cancer later are something like 98%. It's it's the numbers are crazy high. Turn away If you could get me a drink Of water Cause my lips are chapped and faded Call my Aunt Marie Help her gather all my things And bury me in all my favorite colors
So I don't know if people die from cancer or if they die from the treatment of cancer. Has, cancer has cancer any, in itself huh. can kill you, well, sure. Has yeah. anyone ever died from cancer? Well, no, they die because their heart stops beating. Oh, That's stop how everybody it, dies. smarty pants. Well, you're asking a question. Well, that may not be true. If you get suffocated to death, you die from your heart stopping? Yeah, because if your heart keeps beating, then you're alive. The one thing in common with everybody that <laughs> dies is your heart stops. It's the only thing that's in common. So the way a car goes is blowing up gasoline. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no. So, but I, I don't know. I, it's like the flu. Who dies from the flu? You die. You die from the the. Who dies from the flu? I don't know. Nobody. People die because they have compromised other things, right? So, but sure, yeah, you can die from cancer. You, yeah, you can. Yeah, because okay. there are people that don't get treated. My wife has an uncle that just decided I'm not going to get treated, and it just it, eventually it just he ended up with enough in his body. That no, he died from his heart stopping. Well, yeah, he did, <laughs> but but the reason his heart stopped is because is because there was his, my point exactly. His organs failed because uh, they just started filling with cancer. But he didn't want to go through the treatment. He well, and there's something to that. We've got some acquaintances in Rochester. That he's been going through treatment for several years, and I cannot imagine, based on what I've seen on the social medias, that that is a that that it's an experience that is worth it. No, and it's I, and, poison. And, it's and at poison. some point, I mean, you can't say, "Well, I just die," but maybe that would be better. So, if this is true, you, we deal with cancer by uh, trying to kill off the bad cells. Right. Yeah. In a body setting, what if you applied that to um, a bigger setting? Ooh, like a like society. <laughs> society. <laughs> we try to treat. It's the same thing. Isn't yeah, it? I, I think so. I think that was. I think that was thing. Hitler's theory. It <laughs> didn't work so well because he, he, <laughs> he chose he chose the wrong people group that didn't quite work out. Uh, but that was kind of that. I think that well, term is genocide. Well, he chose a people group rather than a a, a, a cancer. But who's to decide what cancer is bad and what's good? Can cancer, by definition, ever be good? Well, um, in our society today, there isn't any good or bad. It's what I think it is. My truth. So uh, the, uh, the until... cancer cells would say, no, no, no. Mm, that's you guys true. are all bad. You're the bad guys. Yeah. You guys are the bad guys. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's kill you off, is, which is what they're so is trying like to do. So is this like the Mucinex right? ad? You know, the creepy guy in the back. It is. And you got to beat him off with the drug, but he's actually the good guy? So, for example, mm -hmm. in Oregon, we have this meth problem. Mm -hmm. And what's the drug that all the cops have and now you Fentanyl. No. Yeah, the Narcan. Oh, Narcan. Narcan, yeah. Sorry, no, fentanyl, that's one of the bad ones. <laughs> I'm like, that's the wrong one. <laughs> they should give them more of that. They should, right. If we um, did away with that, stop giving it out for free, Ooh. don't give it to the cops, would that help solve the problem? You mean would they just remove themselves from society, the people on their own? Yes. Okay. So perhaps. Oh, survival of the perhaps. fittest. So they, it's yeah. always been that way. It's that way with cancer cells, body right, cells, yeah. the healthy cells, the healthy ones live. Wasn't that the was that the theory behind Alcatraz at one point? Let's just go stick them all on an island and the survival of the fittest. 
Then they had to put bars up. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then they started swimming and right. making rafts. <laughs> well, okay. So. But this segued into something. I don't even know if, where we are we, anymore. If we. That logic almost works. So let's think of the homeless situation. Now, Portland is. They, they got a problem. San Francisco has a problem. Los Angeles has a problem. Austin, Texas has a problem. What's the commonality between those cities, though? They're liberal. Right. Well, extremely. They're communist almost. This, this is true, but what's the. So, from a legal perspective, I don't know about all of them, but Portland, San Francisco, I think LA is the same. I don't know about the others, but I, I lived in the Portland area. But the, the no reason. No wonder you're weird. Yeah. Keep Portland weird. Hello. <laughs> Hello. The I left. The reason Portland's homeless community mm-hmm. was such a problem, I think it was it was a couple of issues. One, the weather ne- never gets completely horrible enough that y- you can live outside in December. So, you know, maybe, there's not a huge homeless problem in, like, Fargo, North Dakota, because you turn into ice cubes. However, you say that. I was just there a couple weeks ago. There was a lot of people hanging out on the street that had nowhere to go. Migratory. Do they migrate? It could have been. It must have been, obviously, because you can't hang out there in the winter. I get that. They go south. They they migrate with the geese. (laughs) Now, anyway, Portland. Do they walk in a V? So Portland Portland didn't have a... uh, How do you draft behind somebody wrapped in a blanket? Well, that and, I mean, you're so drunk, you can't walk in a straight line. Oh, so they hang on to the guy in front of you? Yes. So we were walking. I was taking pictures of a high school senior. And we're walking. We're we're all white, clearly. This black guy comes up, and drunk. Well, he must have been on something. We'll because say. he was black. <laughs> Not because. Oh my of gosh! That. Seriously! But, <laughs> wow! Um, <laughs> this is the debutive podcast. Um, he comes up. I have a camera, and he's just yelling about white people, how bad they are. And he looks at me. Hey, take my picture. Put me on YouTube. Make me famous. And then he said, I own a house way out there. I don't bleep, bleep, bleep. I don't give a that. But no white people. I don't want white people. Basically, <laughs> kill whitey was his message. Um, but put me on YouTube, make me famous. And I was like, okay. I, he said, no no white girls. And I said, what about all the white boys? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and so I guess he was setting himself up to get a picture taken. I walked off. And then he started yelling. But I don't know. What's you didn't he take do? his picture? No. Oh. I'm not going to... You could have made him famous. <laughs> on YouTube with a picture. Perfect. Possible. This guy clearly with it. Come on. Take my picture and put it on a video product. Good choice. See? You're anyway. So judgmental. Th- there are, th- there are homeless there. during the summer in Fargo. Well, so that's anyway, beside the point. So no, the, that, weather, that was the weather was... I was saying the weather was mild, so it, it kind of, you know... It San sets, Francisco? Yeah. It's not... You could survive LA, outside. L.A.? Well, that's July. is probably a little rough, but you can still survive. Come on. Six million people wandered the desert in Israel for 40 years. You can live in L.A. without <laughs> air conditioning. <laughs> they had camels. Oh, shut up. <laughs> the cloud, the so, cloud kept so, them cool. So the, this problem we have in these bigger cities is, is the fix to pull all, everything back and allow them to kill each other and die? No. Or? Clearly not. No, it's not. I think 
I mean, it goes all. You can take this back to. 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years ago. I mean, even Jesus said, you're always going to have poor people among you. That just happens. You're going to have people that legitimately can't work, legitimately have issues. Okay, but how do you, how do you fix it to where they're not crapping on the streets and sleeping on the sidewalks? Well, yeah, well. Don't Singapore? you first have to separate uh, homeless? Uh, oh, that, that's different. Absolutely. Together yeah. Because there are some that are homeless, like you're talking about, yeah. that simply just don't have the ability mm-hmm. to function in society and that's completely different than uh the drug addicts and people that just find themselves in a difficult place it, it is very different but i will tell you and i have very very real experience in this i was i was <laughs> i was talking about alan about this in the last couple of weeks i have very direct experience of uh, with this in my family where the i, I don't the evolution of the social worker world, the I don't, I don't want to call it necessarily the welfare world, but the the evolution of social workers and um, that world, uh, that community, has created a a very enabling environment for people that should be able to function mm-hmm. um, instead of providing minimal propping support. I, I can remember when I was in my early 20s, married, two young kids, broke as heck. There weren't a lot of props to help you out. You're working, we're going to give you some you know, coupons to go buy orange juice and milk, but we're not going to give you money. And that the evolution of that has changed so much that everybody's treated equal in that world. And you are, there's a lot of handouts that are available. So is it uh, the problem with homeless is uh, our society of wanting to help everyone, all the programs we have, um, certainly in the inner cities, and you've got generations of people, and uh, they have no incentive to go to work because I can collect more in benefits than uh, if I go to work. I get $1,000 a month to go to work, or I get $1,200 a month to stay home and do nothing. So it's just that mentality. Yesterday we were uh, talking with my brother who was a, uh, missionary in Western Africa, talking about uh, the culture there, and people just don't work because, in their society, if you've got your family, which may consist of two hundred people, um, and if I have something and you need it, I'm obligated to give it to you if you ask me. So if I'm the one guy that gets a job and works, why would I work? Because when I get my paycheck, by the time I get home. Everybody's asked me for a piece of it, and I've got nothing left there. So why would I work? So the, the their society has created this. If you have it, I it belong, yeah. I'm entitled to it. Also, that's just the way it is. Um, so why would you work? There's no incentive. So with a lot of these homeless people, I think are could be very productive uh, members of mm-hmm. society. But we've created this whole thing that you don't need to. Um, work hard, go find a job, go do something to contribute to society. And because of that, I find myself living on the street because I don't want to go to work. Right. Well, we, I mean, Hmm. I I think that goes, that bleeds into all different kinds of segments of, I mean, that's our criminal justice system is not a restorative justice system. It's a punitive system. So we have these people that- Meaning they just punish? 
Yeah, we have a revolving door in prisons because it's easier to go back to prison and, than it is to actually be given a trade and come back out into society to but, actually be productive. Yeah, but, but, but does that stem from the idea that we are law enforcement, so we just enforce the law and we punish you for breaking the law and there's never the rehab side that's actually supported? I, I think it's, prob it's probably a little bit more complicated than that, but yeah, we don't have a rehab side, and then um, once you do get out— one of the things, and this is probably self-inflicted, I don't have enough knowledge on this, but I would say there's a level of self-infliction that you come out as, uh, as somebody that's done time, and maybe you have a trade, but it becomes very, very complicated to try to actually find legitimate work because there's a level of judgment no, that, that you're an ex-con. Prison isn't the kind of things that you can make money at for most people. Right. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. No, I would agree with that. There, there, yeah. That's, I mean, on the streets in San Francisco, maybe so. But why not? <laughs> right. But why? Well, true enough. But why not create a restorative system where you you go to jail as a first time offender or second time offender? You're forced to learn a trade. You, why do we have to hire? Uh, and this may be a little controversial, but why do we have to hire people at $18 an hour to clean up parks and mow yards, uh, you know, mow parks? Why not use the criminal justice system to teach them how to be landscapers, painters, pavers? So what about, what do you say to Bernie's idea of we just let half the prison population out? You, you mean the, the drug, like the people that have been yeah, non in there for marijuana, violent, nonviolent drug? Well, I think he goes a, a bit beyond... Um, just marijuana. It's, just it's marijuana. a lot more than that, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I Would think that's that be a great bad? idea. If they're forced, yeah, there should be some obligation. We all are members of society. Mm -hmm. I think we all should pay some kind of tax. We all drive on the roads. We all get the benefit of the police, the fire department, everything. Maybe I don't make much and I can't afford much, but the fact that, you know, this huge segment of the population has no obligation. Mm -hmm. If you're in prison... Um, you're, you're not there just to relax and hang out in the yard and lift weights, and, and I know that's stereotypical, but um, shouldn't you be required to learn a trade? Why not? Be oh, out working. I agree. Like that's actually something. part of your time. No, it should be. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It, it should be. You've got to prove that you can be a productive <laughs> member of society <laughs> yeah. before but you even get out. Do you think that we, I don't know that this was ever part of our punitive that's not system. Fair, though. It's not what? Fair. Right. Well, this is true. Well, because now you, can't you start force them. They're already in jail. You can't force them to work too. Right. Because now learn. it's now it's slavery. Well, but that's California. Like the the prisons in California, they get essential slave labor because well, they pay for almost nothing and they do a lot. So the theory you, is, you do know and that. The, but there this is why is when Bernie says there is an exclusion to legal slavery that prison. Yeah, there is that exclusion. It's allowed, right? No, legally, like yeah, it's it's, but it's is assumed. It, is that I'm Constitution or Bill of Rights? Chain gang. They're not well, working no, exactly. uh, sixteen hours a day. So would it be any different than them going from nine to five to a job uh, outside? Well, no, but so, some labor, but to well, teach them. You've watched the movies because I'm <laughs> they, sure that's they, real. They will, they will get in the bus and then they'll hijack the bus and go away. Oh, and it flips a couple times. Yeah, I think and, so, and then they drive and everybody out. walks out, crawls yeah. out the window. Yeah. Okay, so here's an idea. But Why? See, but that's what's put in our minds is that those of us on the outside of that prison, we're in a different one, but we're on the outside of that one. That's what's in our mind based on what we're told by the media and entertainment that. This is what will happen if you do this. So what if we took similar dollars uh, that we spend on 
the prison system. What if we were to divert those dollars and and start to reinvest? Here's outside the box. Start to reinvest in America in manufacturing, but have those factory workers be nonviolent prisoners that actually could function on a factory line. Okay, well, let's think about this. How many of those nonviolent criminals, shall we say, could function on a factory line? If you taught them, why not? I'll bet there would be a small percentage of the prison population that maybe have a very low IQ, very low functioning, but I would guess, by and large, most of them could learn very productive traits. But I... Why would that be any issue? I don't know that. I, yeah, I agree with that. I don't know that prisoners consciously think to themselves, I would much rather be a criminal, uh, you know, give me an opportunity and I don't want to take it. Maybe that is the case. But my guess is, and this is, there's no, this is just my guess, is it's a product of the system that there isn't a restorative system. Yeah, it, it isn't that we have so many people in prison. What's the country that the that Sands Hotel was in? Yeah, Singapore. Singapore. Mm-hmm. They don't have that problem at all. No. <laughs> but you, you what do, do they do is get caught in you, drugs. You're done. You, they kill you. Yes. So, now, that's too cruel. We can't do that. Um, Why, though? And, and uh, I mean, other than the reality that it's, it's a human, I mean, there's some benefit, societal benefit to that, isn't there? <clears throat> So then do, the question do, this is this be, is the removing cancer do, at all costs concept. Do I have individual rights or is society as a whole That is a good question. Is that what's more important? Because that's what Kate and Bernie and um the clan <laughs> the clan <laughs> the four horsemen <laughs> what is that it? <laughs> that the the whole Cat is Metallica. much bigger. Um which is kind of interesting because then each of us have rights as long as your rights agree with me. Um, but their argument is it's the whole that matters. Well, and, and I think that is part of it. But at, then at that point, you have to let somebody, I guess uh, th- there is, there, there's a top that gets to decide what the whole, like what this is That's the right. right thing. And so now you have to conform to this. And I'm this. in favor of that. As long as, as you're long making as the rule. Right? <laughs> well, so am I. Like I I would love to dictate who gets who's allowed to make children and how they should deal with them. That would be great. But I don't want government to be in that role because I'm not going to be the one making the rule. So so how, okay, this jumps into the other the, the vaccine debate. It what's more important? Personal bodily autonomy I get to control what happens to me or the greater good of society I think that's all it's a similar discussion possibly different uh, outcomes but slightly <laughs> I, I think I mean we're trying to find answers to a completely flawed system but the system is flawed because people are in charge it doesn't matter what system you create. Well, let's get people out of there then. Yeah, yeah, okay. Kill them all. AI. Microsoft right? has got some great AI products coming out. Let's just let AI take care of things, right? Hey. I saw a question. Uh, there was a question the other day. I'm trying to see if I can have it here. They've made movies Is about that. Didn't Will Smith make AI, a movie? AI, yeah. iRobot. iRobot, yeah, yep. that's what it was. 
Is AI like playing God? Was the because it's self-driving car. That machine cannot reason. I don't care what they say. It can't reason. So In theory, somebody it could how if it's a person your, doing it. Your brain reasons. Yeah, and it's based on. Uh, a bunch of little firing something. Yeah, but th- that would assume that a machine can have morals. Uh, it assumes wait a that you can wait, have wait, morals. Wait, wait. Well, it's true. But if a machine can't feel, someone has to program, okay, you're driving down the road, there's a, a person here jumps in front of you, if you avoid that person, you'd ride on the sidewalk and hit the other people. So someone has to program that decision into that vehicle. Which one do you make? What 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 is the priority height? Which, well, which one gets priority? What do these group of people look like here? Well, totally. And what is no? And th- this is the point: is somebody gets to play God at that? Well, it's going to be the old lady that's crossing the street slow. Eh, she's old. Don't hit the little kid on the sidewalk. And do you think that most people driving today have the capacity? To make that no, but it decision. feels better having a human at the wheel. Oh, so this is about your feelings. A, abs- I absolutely. did not realize we were talking about your feelings. <laughs> Statistics okay. will show that yeah. you're wrong. His what? feelings are wrong. What, what yes. part? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that Done. the human behind the wheel will flaw more often mm-hmm. than the machine. Because you okay. can program a machine to make a determination of the age of the person. <laughs> and well, if right. we do facial but, recognition, but then, then if the facial recognition, then, <laughs> then we Ruth. could go a step further and say, and oh, this person's committed Jeffrey a crime. Epstein. It's Hit Ruth. Him. Hit her. <laughs> facial this recognition would say never this person's out. a criminal and this we... person's not, so hit the criminal. <laughs> yes. It's Epstein. Make it look like suicide. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, did he actually kill himself? No. No, his heart stopped beating. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think he did. I mean, but based on nothing but just some of the conjecture I've heard. Oh, conspiracy. You think conspiracy? I'm just kidding. I'm with you on this one. No, but I'm, I'm completely with you on this did one. Did Hillary do it herself? Make it look, or... Has she ever gotten her hands dirty? <laughs> Come on. Not with Bill. Well... <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. Oh, man, that's terrible. Um, I, Okay. I've decided that I hate Facebook. <laughs> I left that face bag two and a half I years know. ago. I've no, been there in two and a half years. I know. It's well, great. I, I use it as an aggregator uh-huh. of content. It's great. And so if I go and save things, I would like them to stay there. And you want me to trust your filter, your feelings? No. You get to decide. I get to decide this, yes. That's not how the algorithm works. But I don't like work. this. Is I push it in my save bucket, and it's not there when no, I go no, back no. to look at it. Zuckerberg is looking at your save bucket Mine. personally. Mine. Yep. All of them. His artificial intelligence has been copied. So. Oh, so his feelings are the ones in charge. Of course. Mm. His reasoning. If reason is based off of feeling, everything today is about my truth. Everywhere you go, it is about my truth. That that right. phrase is just, it's maddening. It has completely redefined truth. So is Facts that... Facts don't exist. Truth is in the telling now. My truth. My yeah. truth. What so, is your truth? Tell okay. your truth. Tell your truth. Is this the Josh Harris, Marty Sampson 
reality. I don't even know what that means. You don't know who they if are. That's a Facebook thing. I don't <clears throat> even know what it means. Well, we if if you if you had listened to the last episode, we talked about Joshua Harris. He wrote the I book invited, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. You got to clarify because did anybody listen to the last episode? <laughs> yeah. I was a little bitter. All the listeners did, but you guess don't. Whatever. I was, um, I wasn't invited. Anyway, so was that's bitter. true. You were kind of whining. Um I was whining Josh because I said, Harris hey, I'm available left. if you guys do something. I don't remember that. Uh-huh. Josh, hey, after the fact, Josh Harris. I'm going to pull um, up the text message. He wrote, I kiss dating goodbye. It's my truth. Which, you know that because it was a big too. deal. <laughs> he's, Except He's looking Ruth. for RBG. <laughs> she's not worth enough. It's fine. Um, no, just not at that age. Anyway, she's so not he, worth he has recanted his book. He apologizes for ruining people's lives with that book because it was wrong. He's recently divorced his wife, and now he's recanted his Christianity, essentially. He's no longer a Christian. Who and is this guy? Tell belief. me again who the guy is. Josh Harris. He okay. wrote a book called I, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Right, but... Which uh, he... Tell me oh, what, other than the, the book, That's where it. did he come from? That, that is it. Then he got, because of the book... He but got what, like. What did the book say? The book said, "Don't date because it, all it is is leads to sex, and you need to more court." Is the concept? Oh yeah, okay. That, that idea. All right. Why now? Why was the book bad? Uh, this is a great question. I don't know, but he apparently ruined. He was wrong, and he ruined people's lives, and he became this renowned pastor in the Christian world. Um, speaker, they bring him around because he was just brilliant. Oh, so good. Well, he now has quit. Marty Sampson, one of the most prolific worship song writers in our generation from Hillsong, has now pulled back uh, and kind of said he's no longer, he's so happy, but he's no longer a Christian, but he's happy about it. A drummer from Skillet has a few things to say about uh, those The people. lead man, the singer, bass player from Skillet. John I thought Cooper. it was a drummer. No, okay. his wife is the drummer, I think. Or his wife. Yeah, he's the bass player. Well, and my truth says he's your the drummer. Your truth, yep. <laughs> but here's I something, call him the drummer. But here's something that David brought up last episode. He said, what new truth did they learn that caused them to go, yeah, this thing, this religion, this belief in God that I've had for so long, yep, it's wrong now. And I think it goes back to this whole idea that it's now my truth because I feel like it. And so my truth trumps what I've known forever. And it's all based on what I feel like. So everything in this Josh Harris guy, he's apologized like blatantly, like like he he singled out the uh, LGBTQIAAPP plus, plus people. Uh, that, that community, because they love each other, that community, uh, as and he apologized to them and he wishes he would have supported them and their, um, their, what are they called, their... The, their acceptance and who they are. And he apologized for teaching people that homosexuality is wrong and the homosexual marriage is wrong. Okay, so And then his on his Twitter, on his Instagram, he was shown some days later with a pride shirt at a pride festival after his divorce of his wife. And did so, he come out as gay or something? Not yet, not yet, but that's the assumption or the speculation that why else would you do this? Or is he sexually fluid or... I mean, Ray Bolts... Gen- He's now I don't know the right term anymore. Playing for that side. You can be gender fluid or can you be sexually fluid or no. is that called bi or something? No, but you have to call it bi and that's that's not as cool if you're all the way on that team. But bi, bi is, is only two. Bi is only two. What if you like like transgender people? That's not really bi. That's try. 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 <laughs> <laughs> try. Yoda said there is no try. 
10 years from now, we're going to this um, LGBT thing is yeah. going to be about 50. Yeah. Well, they're actually to... narrowing. They're 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 re- reducing it down to calling it fluid. That you've got fluid. Yeah. So you have gender fluid, non-binary, and I think the term I want to say the term is pansexual, pansexual. which means Miley Cyrus. you'll take everything, anything. No, I thought. Um, yeah, Miley is. She has no sex. I mean, she doesn't. Not that she doesn't have sex. <laughs> yeah, but she I, is, I think she, has, she does. She has no preference. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I'm not male or female, but I think um, I think that's okay. That's gender fluid. Uh, oh, well, okay. Pan, well, pan, this is according to the okay. Wikipedia. What's pansexuality pan? or omnisexuality yeah, there you go. is the sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction towards people regardless of their sex or gender identity. Now, this intrigues me: sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction. Yeah. Yeah, they don't like using the general. term sexual attraction anymore because if you prefer to abstain from sex because you do not like your your gender, so you ne- therefore don't. But you want just your... really like hanging out with one person well, emotionally. Be, but this well, is be... limited specifically to people. People, mm. not like uh, what it Fauna says. Sexual? People, <laughs> what fauna? Sexual? Fauna, <laughs> flora, fauna, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, pansexuality pan- may be considered a sexual orientation in its own right or a branch of bisexuality to indicate an alternative sexual uh, identity. But your pansexuals would be offended by calling it a branch uh, of the bi. Wikipedia is offending them. Yeah, because bisexual means you like males or females. But if you like Caitlyn oh. Jenner, well, what category does that person fit into? So therefore, well, you're not do you bi. get to decide if it's Caitlyn or Bruce? But that would be pan, based meaning on, it's fluid. Based on the vertical position? But wouldn't pan oh my be, goodness. there is no difference. People pan means people. anything. Pan, pan it, it is does, just It the does new... say regardless of their sex or gender identity. Yeah. So pan, yeah, it, pan it would is be. The new... That would be, that would be the best thing. So why don't they Genderless. say. Desperate. <laughs> why don't they say desperate? <laughs> now, Are you pansexual? No, this I'm This is intriguing. At the I'm top, horny and desperate, so I'll take on how much you've had to drink. <laughs> At the top of the Wikipedia, it says not to be confused with polysexuality. Which Why is not? What? what is? Well, let's find out. Um, and polysexuality is not to be confused with polyamory or pansexuality. Polyamor- polyamory is uh, like a m- relationship term where. Multiple people can be, they used to call uh, it an orgy, but multiple people can be stuff? involved. Oh, for polysexuality is a sexual attraction to multiple, but not all genders. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Who comes up what? with this stuff? Can you look up and see, um, it was the city of New York who officially recognized some ungodly amount of genders, like 96 genders or something. Wow. I saw a news on that and I... And it may be that that's completely made up, but truth is in the telling. So today, thirty-one genders. Thirty-one. Still, uh, let's I see. get um, two and three. You're transsexual, but beyond that, you either have this part, you don't have this part, you cut off this part. Uh, this is what are they? New York City. Yeah. Yeah. N- not a little city. <clears throat> What are the, does 30, it list the oh yeah genders? oh yeah you ready yes um, Bill De Blasio and his equally far left New York City Commission on Human Rights there are now thirty one 
genders. You How would you have liked to have been the 32nd gender? Wait a second, what about me? <laughs> right. You can forget about biology. It's all about emotions. In other words, political correctness versus common sense. According to the commission, quote, it's illegal to discriminate on the basis of gender identity and gender expression in the workplace, in public spaces, and in housing. And businesses who violate this new law can be subject to a fine of up to $250,000. What okay. are the genders? I mean, is one nut job? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have here's a question about this. I have oh. a, I, I've got a question about discrimination. So if I wanted to apply at Victoria's Secret, because I'm gender fluid now. But even if but you're, you're a man, white, why, why couldn't you do wait, it? White. If I want to be, if I want to be gender fluid, and I want to apply Victoria's Secret, <laughs> in order, in order to yeah. specifically fit women for their bra size, mm-hmm. I cannot be discriminated. You have to against. call yourself a breast expert, then. Well, just so make up, make be, up a business that would card. That would be acceptable. Sure. It's, it, but it's who gets to decide that discrimination. Oregon just passed a law that makes it a felony for uh, someone to assault another. If the person being assaulted perceives that there was racial motivation in that uh, or some type of bias, that it becomes a felony now instead of something less than that. So you hit me and I get to decide because uh, I'm black and you're white of course it was racial. What if we're both white, but I don't like you because you're Norwegian and I'm German? Is that well, racial? I get, to, I get to decide. Is that racial the, or But the ethnic? victim gets to decide if you're they ugly. thought you were oh, attacking what? based on that. Just the victim decides this. And then I've got to you know, prove that, no, that wasn't yeah. right, which things like that are just so insane. All right, here's the list. Okay. <laughs> you're going to read the it's, list off? Yeah, it's 31. We can go there. So do they actually list male and female? Bi-gendered is the first one. Bi-gendered. Cross-dresser. I didn't know that was a sexual orientation. Well, isn't gender referring to a a physical? No. This says gender identity and gender expression in the the workplace. So maybe you're something else at home, but in the workplace you're this. Uh, Okay. Cross-dresser. Drag queen. Okay. Drag king. Which, what is that? Is, is that a, a lady that, dra- that dressed up like a man? Is that a drag king? I've never heard of this before. Uh, femme queen. What is femme queen? Uh, female to male. That That's a gender, identity, or expression. FTM. I have no idea what that is. Female to male. They're listed together. They're listed together no, or no, separately? Female to male, and then there's FTM below it. Uh, g- <laughs> gender bender, <laughs> pan gender. That would be any gender. I don't. You're asking it us would be to a define non-gender. A non- no, that's something different. Uh, transsexual slash transsexual with two s's. Um, Wait a minute. Are you kidding plural? me? Plural. How do you become a? Well, no, no, they're, no, they're, no. They're, okay, transsexual, T-R-A-N-S-E-X-U-A-L, or transsexual, T-R-A-N-S-S-E-X-U-A-L. So it's probably just two options, so they're covering their bases. This is actually makes 32, if we're honest, if the spellings matter. Uh, trans person, 
woman, man. <laughs> Down the list about a dozen. <laughs> Butch. <laughs> there's one. Kidding. Uh, two spirit. Then there's just straight up trans. So there could be though a butch man and a butch woman. Mm, that's possible. Well, a butch man's just a jerk. Um, a gender. Third sex. Third sex. What's that? I thought there's thirty one. This is the third one. Gender fluid. Non-binary transgender. Androgen, gender gifted. What? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> they make movies. Okay. That's your white male. <laughs> Black the, male, I but think that's uh, a <clears throat> stereotype would be. Up here, there's gender bender. Down here, there's gender blender. <laughs> then there's a femme. Uh, and then there's person of transgender experience. And then androgynous. Gender identity is described as one's internal, deeply held sense of one's gender as male, female, or something else entirely. Gender is expressed through one's name, pronouns, clothing, haircut, behavior, voice, or body characteristics. So here's what we got to start doing. It's by based the way, on your haircut. By the way, here's what we have to do. So it is bald. Awesome. Uh, it does say haircut. So oh. So here's what we have to start doing. Um, my name is Alan. He him. <laughs> I'm from wherever. That's how you have to start introducing yourself. But Instead this is insane. What? No, Where? no, it's what you, you're preferred. I go by he, him, or they, them. He, him, they, them? <laughs> this is insane. It is insane. Where Did, would we be, though, if we take this road down to the logical conclusion? Cat. So I'm a cat. How, how many minutes into this are we? 56. Okay. Can you can you take a quick break? I just got a phone call that I've got to actually respond to the voicemail, kind of a nursing home urgent thing. But uh, I've got some personal experience that I'd like to share on this yes. one. Not me person, family person. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Whatever I've got some good say, stuff on you this. You betcha. But I need, to, I need to check this call. Mm -hmm. This is the David Allen Show. And it feels just like we're in Portlandia. DavidAllenShow.com
rumor spreading round in that Texas town. About to shack outside the game. And you know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you wanna go to that home out on the range. They got a lot of nice girls. ZZ Top, Lagrange, as they say, nowhere. This is the David Allen Show. All right, we're back from the emergency emergency break we just had. Um, you uh, Jay, you said you had some uh, anecdotal experience you needed to tell us. Yeah, and I think this goes back to, um, it kind of circles all the way back to how the restorative system, the social system, the whole, I mean, all of it kind of ties together. So as we're talking about this gender thing, so I know Alan knows this, but I, I don't know if your dad does, but so I have, I have a daughter that I adopted and when she was younger, she disclosed that her biological father had abused her in not very good ways. So that kind of spun and she was really young when, when we figured this out. So that spun us into this world as she started to kind of act some of that out and anger. And that's kind of normal stuff that happens when a kid starts to kind of decipher that these not good things have happened to him. So my wife and I worked serious overtime. Um, my wife gave up her career uh, to be home all the time. And uh, we worked with the system, psychologists, therapists, all of that worked within the system. And uh, um, the the short, shortened version, as much as I can get it, that puts somebody generally in the state of Minnesota, where we live, 
in order to get access to a lot of those types of services as a kid, it's not uncommon you have to go through your county social work environment. You don't just generally pick up a phone and call a therapist anymore. You can, but there's a lot of services that actually come by only being able to go through the government system, which is a whole nother conversation that I, I won't get into at this point. But we fought getting in, having her part of the government social work system for two or three years until there were certain services that literally the key, the people that dangle the key are the county government social workers. Very frustrating. So 12 years of her life, we spent trying to surround her with the tools to to process this, to work through this, and you know she started doing really, really well until she was no longer a minor, and then she legally got started to get to say things that the system them embraced as her truth. So very specific things example. like what? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, wait a second. Specifically, <laughs> uh, she was probably 15, 16 years old, and she told us that I don't feel comfortable being a girl. I don't feel comfortable around guys. So this is prime dating age, right? So I must be, I think I'm probably gay. Okay. All right. Well, my value system starts ringing bells and screaming, but I know logically where this is coming from. She doesn't feel comfortable being a girl because she was sexually abused by the man she was supposed to be able to trust when she was a mm. toddler, right? Okay, so she talks to her therapist, and the therapist says, ah, Jazz, you know what? Now I've used her name. You know, oh, you're talking about music. Yeah. You know what? This is probably because of your emotions and processing romantic feelings, love, whatever, you haven't displayed this type of behavior at all. Let's help you process through this. Therapist treats it very professionally. Okay, so she goes through that. About a year after that, she decides, mm, had a boyfriend, boyfriend broke up with me, didn't feel good, I must not be good with guys. That's probably because I'm supposed to be a guy. Why? Because that's what everything on social media says. So now she's convinced mm -hmm. that she's trans, but she's still a minor. Which which version of trans? There's four that we found. Shut up. She was she <laughs> well, was the simplistic. I mean, according to Bill De Blasio, I'm a I'm a girl, and I'm su probably supposed to be a boy. Right. Mm -hmm. So, the therapist again treats it very professionally. Young lady, well, I probably didn't call her that, but I won't use her name anymore. She says, you know, you uh, this is really because. You don't feel comfortable in your skin. It's a trust issue. It's the reason you don't feel comfortable is because you were, you know, all of that. Treats it great, right? She experiments with wearing gym shorts and t-shirts for like a few months and then realizes this isn't me. Goes back to being totally feminine, whatever, whatever. Okay. Has a couple of boyfriends. All of that's fine. She's working. She's doing great. She goes to school. She gets a full-time job. And then she becomes... She she reaches this point that she realizes my parents can't tell me what to do anymore. So she goes off the rails and not not in a good way. 
this ends up in one place where she makes the determination she would rather be homeless than live in our house. Under the rules. Under the rules. And we didn't have a lot of rules for her at that point, but she still didn't like them. So she decides she'd rather be homeless. And we know she's not ready to take care of herself. So we, we worked hard to talk her down from that ledge. And what happened was she ends up, because this is what's available, at least in Minnesota, she ends up calling this thing called a mobile crisis line. So it's a, so you call this phone number, and basically a professional gets on the phone and talks to you. So they convince her that being homeless is not a good idea because she's not really prepared to take care of herself. Vulnerable kid, adult. And they convince her to come stay in this crisis center for a few days. Okay. And a crisis center is basically. Sounds like it'll go well. Yeah. This crisis center is, is basically like. A halfway house? Uh, yeah, kind of. It's basically a therapeutic. You go to where it's like an inpatient hospital and you go and you live there for like a few days until the crisis is over. And the idea behind it is great. You're feeling suicidal. Come stay here for two or three days. We'll surround you with therapists. You are not suicidal anymore. You can go home. Okay, whatever. She shows up, and as an adult, checks herself in, and then proceeds to tell them, well, it's because I want to be a man, and my parents don't support me, so therefore, because of that, I'm stressed at home all of the time. I can't be myself. I can't be open. So what did they do? These literally 20-year-old interns at a crisis therapy. They're not therapists. They're just there to babysit. They say, well, what name would you like to be called by? So she gives them whatever her pseudoname is, and they refer to her as this person. They tell her, you're safe and comfortable here. You can be whoever you want to be. If you want to use the men's restroom, absolutely you can do that. And they completely embraced that mentality in her that the reason she was uncomfortable at home is because she wants to be a man. And couldn't. But couldn't. So we show up a couple days later to bring her some medications that they couldn't give her, which I still couldn't figure it out. And as we walk in the door, we ask for our daughter's name. She's not here. And the intake person says, I will go get him. Wow. And my wife says, <laughs> did you just refer to my daughter as a him? And the intake person gave her a look kind of like, now I understand what your daughter's problem oh, is. Oh, man. So we sit down, and we're just visiting. We decide we're not bringing the subject mm -hmm. up. Well, our daughter brings the subject up and says, I feel so much safer here. So we still have medical releases to talk to some of her providers. So we called one of her therapists, said, this is the issue. Six months ago, you sat she was in your office and you told her she was not trans because she'd never expo experienced or showed that kind of behavior. It was confusion. She still admits that there's confusion. She doesn't feel comfortable around guys because it's a trust issue. But your professionals, air quotes, <laughs> this is what they did over the weekend, and now she is 100% convinced that that's what her problem is. And the therapist said, let me call you back. 
And in a few minutes, I get a phone call on my cell phone from a number I don't recognize, and I answer the phone. It's the therapist on their personal cell phone. Oh. And she says, I need to tell you that I completely agree with you, but this phone call is not representing the clinic I work for. You need to know that legally we have no leg to stand on. If somebody walks in and says their truth is that they are a man, they are a woman, we have to... They have no choice. Legally, they are completely obligated to treat that person so the, the way they want. The I'm a medi- cat. The medical Put a milk rules, bowl out for yeah, me. The medical rules have changed where um, even though all of her therapy for years proves that it is in, an inaccurate thinking on her part, they're not Doesn't legally matter. allowed to treat it as gender dysphoria, which is what the medical mental health term used to be. Mm-hmm. They now have to embrace that the issue is, yep, it probably is because you're uncomfortable being a woman and nobody accepts you as that way. So all the stress in your life is probably because all the way back, you probably should have been a boy to begin with. You're probably right. Bob. Very fascinating. Um, and it's a complicated situation. There was a case, I, I don't know how recent, um, but a couple had a five-year-old son. They had a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little girl. Um, and they somehow believed that this boy probably uh, should be a girl. The so, parents decided this. Y- yes, because he was showing signs of maybe he played with a doll or something. I don't know. Went to the therapist, and they wanted to begin insane, but they wanted to begin hormone therapy on At this five? little boy uh, because they just believed that, you know, we want to embrace what he is, she is, it. They, they, them. them. (laughs) Uh, So the therapist talked to him for a while. Long story short, turns out none of that was true, but it was simply the baby uh, was a girl, was getting all the attention, and so the little boy thought if I was a girl, I would get the attention. So you've got these things, reasons for that, and, you know, when people aren't um, equipped to deal with those kinds of things, like your daughter, really interesting story. And, I mean, you describe it, and it seems kind of obvious what really is going on underneath it, and yet you've got a system that is totally counter to that. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, as— as it's almost impossible to deal with that. As adults, we no longer can. We, we actually were given—so I wasn't able to go uh, pick— my daughter up when she left this facility and and she didn't you mean you just didn't have the availability or you weren't allowed to no i didn't have the availability so um but she you know it's about an hour and a half away so and we didn't she didn't drive herself um so uh we agreed to drive her so so we drove her but basically dropped her off more or less at the door Mm. uh so my wife went and and picked her up but in the pickup process my daughter asked that the professionals, again in air quotes, talk to my wife, and they gave her a list of instructions for um, safe, I wish I could remember the term explicitly, but it was um, safe living conditions, safe emotional living conditions or something like that. And we were, my wife was basically told by the professionals that our household of requiring our daughter to do chores that she wasn't comfortable with 
that stressed her out. And the rules that we had were uh, caused tension and disagreeing with her gender preference that we were being recommended to adjust our living situations so as to make her feel more comfortable so she wouldn't feel the need to be in crisis and leave or harm herself anymore. So and they by, said by this them having it on the record saying that, correct. if she ever did something, they then can come back and you ding, did it. Ding, ding, ding. Well, now here we are two months after that visit, and now she is dressing much more feminine. And why? Because she met a girl that she likes that isn't interested in masculine-looking girls. So now she's in a gay relationship with a girl that likes feminine-looking girls. So now my daughter's no longer trans, but her girlfriend allows her to call herself gender fluid but wants her to look more feminine, so that's what she is now. What name, though? The, the boy name or the girl name? Uh, I don't know what she goes by outside of my house, but I, I call her and I just gave her birthday cards with her name on them. So <laughs> my wife did tell me. I guess my wife knows what the name is, and she told me, and it's, it's a different name, but whatever. I don't go by it, or I don't call her that. So when adults do this, and, I mean, arguably she's an adult, well, and, I'm uh, told technically, even, right? I'm told it. Yeah. Well, she's 19. Um, so, but I'm told now that it's even if a child starts to express these thoughts, mm-hmm. um, this is their advice. This the advice. The, treatment. the advice. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. but my point is, you have an adult choosing to live in your house, and you're not allowed to set the rules. Right. And and it's a really weird scenario to be in. So, so I mean, we, I raised two sons. They're living on their own. They're they're you know so. Yeah, you could point to bad parenting, and that's fine, whatever. But I, I know my truth when it comes to parenting. Um, <laughs> everybody get that? Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are people in this scenario because they're just really bad parents. Um, but I, I would say without trying to be arrogant, I think we did a lot of the right things given the cards that we were dealt with to try to help her get the tools she needed to process this abuse that she went through at a certain age. So she's a victim of circumstance to a certain degree, but then the system, social media, culture, the school system, the you know the public school system specifically, and now the medical professional world, they're not allowed to advise against it. And in fact, they are, they're required to embrace an individual's truth. So when I was talking to this therapist on personal cell phone, I said, the equivalent of what happened was somebody walked into the clinic and said, I have a broken arm and I need pain meds to fix it. Mm -hmm. And the staff is not allowed to say you don't have a broken arm. It's self-diagnosis walking in. Mm -hmm. Or I'm schizophrenic and I need downers to make me feel better. Well, It's self-diagnosis. But in that same thing, why can't I go to the hospital and say, I need some morphine? Yeah. I have back pain that you yeah. can't see, and you're not yeah. going to pick it up on an x-ray because it's just, I feel it. So I need pain meds. I need OxyContin to, to take care of my pain. I have several clients that are um, psychologists deal with this kind of thing, so they would be the people. That... You're a psychologist for psychologists? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Those> are... <laughs> okay. <laughs> and <clears throat> just the way the system works, um, you said it's really frustrating because they get paid 
for certain things to treat a certain way. So he said, it, it doesn't matter. We can't treat patients with what works. We have to treat them with what we get paid for. So who, who makes that call? Who called insurance? Insurance. Um, or, or the insurance. government. Or pharmaceuticals. Government, this would be a lot of Medicare-type okay. uh, payments. Mm -hmm. So someone in the government is making those decisions, and he says the frustrating thing is it changes every so often. Yeah. So the best treatment for this type of uh, situation, diagnosis, whatever, is X today and tomorrow it's something else. Now, they can treat them with other things. They just can't get paid to treat right. them otherwise. And it's just our system where I have to because I'm a professional um, and I only get paid if I tell you one mm -hmm. thing. It, it's not fixing the problems. And I can't imagine as a parent to be in that situation and have to deal with that frustration. Yeah. Um, when you know what reality is, what the truth is, and yet you have to pretend like it's not. Well, I don't really do a good job <laughs> of pretending. <laughs> I don't, and I'm not. I'm not hostile with my daughter. I, I'm not. I, you know, I, I don't get hostile with her. I just don't bring it up, and she knows that she's not going to bring it up. And, but now it's. I mean, fast forward to, she had a full time job. Uh, she worked through high school working in a part time daycare. And she got a she got a job working at a full time, public school sponsored daycare. So she was almost 19 years old, working full time, in the state retirement system in the teachers union. I mean, that's a pretty incredible gig at 18 and a half years old. And she was great with the kids. Uh, I mean, she's always been amazing around kids, but terrible employee, like can't put her phone down, not good at the other duties as assigned, but she's been convinced that it's her mental health conditions that yeah. caused that problem. So she got let go from that job. So then she started working another job. Same thing happened third job same thing happened so now after this little stint in the, the you know this weekend stint in this crisis center they've told her it probably would be it, it's probably a little too stressful for you with your conditions to work right now that's probably just adding to the challenge uh, and you know so the fact that your parents charge you a hundred dollars a month rent out of a hundred bucks a month we do that out of principle uh, that's it's probably not helpful and um you you might want to think about living in a group home where they can help you better so so now so are they encouraging her to try to even get on disability oh yeah they actually gave her all the paperwork she hasn't been approved uh not at the federal level so she has been not approved for social security disability but she's been approved for uh, a certain state disability program. So she doesn't get disability payments, but she has her health care 100% paid for, 100%, and she's probably in the doctor's office every other week for something. Um, so that's all completely paid for, 100%, no deductible. State disability paid Medicare, whatever that's called. Um, she does not receive any cash benefits because she's still legally lives at home and claims our address so our income falls into play there so she doesn't get those benefits uh, wait a minute they get your income information uh if we disclose it are you required to um 
if she wants to get that disability, are you required to give that information? She, well, when we, when she was a minor, mm -hmm. there were certain requirements and we, we gave that when she was a minor. As an adult, we have not been required to give it, nor have we been asked, but because she won't disclose it and they know where she's living, she hasn't qualified for any of those benefits, mm. cash benefits. So I'm sure what could happen is they would ask for the household income and we say no, and they use the last known household income. Mm. But so now she is, she's been approved for all of these social programs and she just got a phone call. She told me yesterday or the day before that her social worker has is looking for it's basically like a halfway house, like a group home where they've got a professional or two that live there full time and they bring four or five people in. Think about senior assisted living. That's basically what it is. And they're all potentially in a similar state of mind. And it's yeah. And it's that's a good idea. It's 100 percent state and county paid for. Huh. Glad I don't live in that state at this point. So, well, that's, that's the, so when I government in charge of all health. That's a great idea. But when <laughs> I talk about when when I talk about the system being broken, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I well, mean, that, but that system has facilitated her moving in that direction. Well, but but let's let's think of the the mindset of the people, the the left, because really where it's come from. This is the progressive crazies that have infiltrated to them that is absolutely straight up normal it's not broken this is fixing the problem to them right so when, how do we how do we remove those people that think that is the no, norm you won't now you're not going to and and part of the problem is it's it's now it's self-fulfilling prophecy because you've created a system that caters to this people group and we saw the transition i can remember when she was 10 11 12 years old and therapy was goal driven this is this is your diagnosis. This is what we're going to accomplish in therapy. This is going to be your homework and you'll be held accountable to that homework. And it was very goal driven. These are the things that you're going to do. Therapy now is how do you feel? It's got to be hard to feel that way. Mm -hmm. How do you feel this week? I remember hearing one of her therapists probably eight, nine years ago that said, I don't deal with cows. I'm like, what's a cow? And he said, crisis of the week. He says, all of my patients come in with a crisis of the week, and I cut it off because that's not what we're here to do. We're here to create. It's, he says, I treat this just like diabetes. You're going to come in, and we're going to change your lifestyle to fix diabetes as much as we possibly can. And that's what mental health was. But now it isn't that way. It's your truth. So how do you get rid of those people? You can't because you've created an entire people group that now believe they are completely entitled to this and if you take that away, it's inhumane. It's self-perpetuating. But it's that situation uh, multiplied over and over in, in every area. But it's growing so fast, yeah. it's scary. It is. It's, it's really growing. This wasn't available the, five, six, seven years ago. So at that progression rate, we're, I mean, 10 years from now. <laughs> we're even, doomed. Um, it's insane to think where we might be. Yeah, the idea of what is that? What are they calling minimum income for all? And what are they calling that? Is it universal basic income? Yeah, the UBI. Go. Universal basic. But isn't that a hundred grand? 
Is it? <laughs> Man, that'd be no, awesome. No, I think what? Uh, that's what she wants. Who? Your girlfriend. <laughs> Ruth? My Archie no. B, or are you you're talking about AOC? AOC. Yeah, I I think she... Uh, are you taking salsa she, lessons now? <laughs> she had talked about a, a number of 100,000 would be somewhat reasonable that all Americans could have. Let me tell you what. I'll get behind that. <laughs> I would, I'm like, I'm, I might go liberal at this point. Right. 100 grand a year? Holy smokes. But then how much of that you lose in taxes that they get back? That's basic That's income. income. How, why would you pay taxes None. on money that the government gave you? That's dumb. Yes. You don't do that Because they now. want part of it back. You don't do no, that now. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't You're do that now. You're entitled to the 100. <laughs> but but, doesn't, that, back, but doesn't that become income to you, which then you have to get taxed upon? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> or, only, are, are we abolishing all of it? So you're only taxed if you make over that basic level. Well, who would ever try to make over that then? <laughs> I suppose now, at that rate, then your rent would be seven thousand dollars a month instead, and my rent would be would too up. dang high. <laughs> Happy meals are going to cost thirty-two dollars a piece. Speaking of <laughs> crisis of the week in AOC, I'm about to break it down. AOC was that twittered, her? twittered August 23rd. She started this thread. Here's what she says to start it. I see Fox News is big mad about abolishing the Electoral College. So let's talk about it. Number one, if the GOP were the silent majority, they claim they wouldn't be so scared of a popular vote. They know they aren't the majority. They rely on establishing minority rule for power. Number two. This is their wizard. The wizard. Is she the leader of the squad? Or the four horsemen, whatever we call them. The clan. What'd you AOC? call AOC? <laughs> AOC's a mouthpiece. Hello? Number two. The, this common claim about if we don't have the electoral college, then a handful of states will determine the presidency is BS. A, it's the electoral college itself that breaks down power by state. Pop, vote, decentralizes it. B, the EC makes it so a handful of states do determine elections. Number three. <laughs> this cracks me up. Number three. Lastly, this concept that the Electoral College is provides fairness to rural Americans over coastal states doesn't hold any water whatsoever. First of all, virtually every state has rural communities. New York, California. Much of our states are rural. But very importantly, number four... <laughs> I thought three was and lastly, but finally, <laughs> number four, we do not give electoral affirm affirmative action to any other group in America. Do black Americans have their votes count more because they have been disenfranchised for hundreds of years? Do reservations get an electoral vote? No, they're a sovereign nation. Does Puerto Rico and U.S. territories get them? No, they don't. Number five, the electoral college <laughs> isn't about fairness at all. It's about empowering some voters over others. Every vote should be equal in America, no matter who you are or where you come from. The right thing to do is establish a popular vote, and GOP will do everything they can to fight it. AOC of the week. She's a winner. Chicken dinner. Too ignorant to even respond to that. <laughs> I... Again, my truth. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. To make the claims Facts that... Facts matter none. 
Well, it depends on the facts and who who makes them up. But popular vote isn't that she's mixing. She she's mixing. Um, no, see, issues. see, you, you are starting from the assumption that she has actually thought about this. Because going to a popular vote would be eliminates the state. So right now, states individually have some level of control. You go to a popular vote and you remove individual states from having a voice because now it's the five big cities. But she said that's BS. Didn't you hear her? Oh, I'm sorry. She said the common claim so I is guess you were wrong. if we I'm don't wrong. have the Electoral College, then a handful of states will determine the presidency. Is BS. She put it right there on Twitter. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Abe Lincoln said Doesn't everything on the internet true? is real. I thought you were limited to 168 characters. Oh, this is a whole thread. This will be a thread. They jacked it up to 240, so you can't have more. But there's one, two, three, four, five. There are six of these that she... So that was the bullets. Yeah. yeah. And lastly... And lastly was number three. That was in that one bullet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was one Twitter. One twit. Tweet? Tweet. Tweet. Twit. Who are you calling? <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> I will. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we have a little segment. AOC of the week, everyone, here on the David Allen Show. And it's easy. You don't even have to try to find those. I just said AOC on Twitter. Bam, there it is. You can read that, and it doesn't even require any commentary. <laughs> no, nothing. I'm done. Just, I know. That's it. <laughs> that's the one. Uh, ooh, there's a big story out of Portland. No. You don't, you don't say. Maine? No. Oh. This this from the New York Times, this story. Uh, police have photoshopped a guy's mugshot for a lineup to remove the tattoos on his face. When witness descriptions made no mention of a suspect's facial tattoos, the police airbrushed them away from an identification lineup. When the police arrested a suspect in a series of bank holdups in Portland, Oregon, they took his mugshot and prepared to show it to witnesses in a photo array alongside images of five similar-looking men. But there was a problem. The suspect had at least a half-dozen facial tattoos. But according to surveillance video and bank tellers, the robber had none. This was nothing a little Photoshop couldn't fix. And this is, this, this is the column from the New York Times. Um, the police used editing software to remove the tattoos from the p- picture of the suspect, Tyrone Allen, and presented his revised face to four tellers, at least two of whom identified him as the bank robber. Prosecutors in Portland said Mr. Allen may have applied makeup before the robberies and that investigators simply mimicked the possible disguise. Mr. Allen's lawyer is asking a judge to throw the identifications out. The Oregonian reported this month publicizing a practice that has drawn outrage from activists who say the police unfairly changed Mr. Allen's appearance to match witness accounts. Court records and the interviews with police departments across the country show this was not an isolated episode of officers airbrushing aside a discrepancy. Some of the nation's largest police departments regularly use Photoshop and other editing tools in cases where suspects have a distinguishing tattoo, scar, bruise, or other mark. That's interesting. What does that do? Well... Is is this tampering? Is this tampering with the evidence? That's tough because uh, somebody could commit a crime with hair and then shave. So is removing... Is adding hair to a picture tampering? That's a it's a tough one. Um, I would say there better be a whole lot more evidence, as in 
you know, uh, just the picture? Um, can you, but like, if, how long, how but, difficult is it to remove all traces of cosmetics from from your skin? Could you test somebody's skin to see if they had cosmetics on within a period of time? Well, but how, I can't imagine you'd be able to if it was days. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Law, I don't, I don't law, know how you handle that one. Law enforcement, this is from the ACLU of Oregon. Law enforcement took these photos of a defendant who did not match the description of eyewitnesses and then altered the photo to more closely match the description. That seems kind of dirty. We we, yeah, we got him. That's, now that's we got to make him look like the guy that we're supposed to get. It seems like they're, I think eyewitnessing, oh man, that's a tough one. How do you... How do you define that? I don't know how. If that's the only evidence you have, it seems like any good defense attorney is going to be able to get that thrown out. If that's the only evidence that you have is is an eyewitness. So the the bigger question, I think, is should the police forces and the, the Justice Department be allowed to alter imagery of suspects? That's. I would have to say that's a that's a tough one to give a definitive answer because what if you commit what if you grew your hair out and you committed a crime and then you went back and shaved your head should they be allowed to put hair on you in a picture to see if that matches Well that's, that's a good point cuz what if you had a beard on, and you shaved it That's been going on for decades That would be fair legitimate trying to work with those things if you had other information like you mentioned yeah but what if this is more an extension of the progression of our society um in saying the means whatever mm. however we need to get to this yep. end goal is okay mm -hmm. we can lie we can uh make up allegations we can do whatever because we need to get elected or we need to get whatever mm -hmm. um so make could this it be that so make this a bigger issue how is dna going to start taking an effect on crime if they're looking for a white male that now identifies and appears to look like a Latino female, Latina female. Now, that transition might be a little longer, though. It might take a little bit to do that. Maybe. Or if DNA says, oh, it's a white male. That's what I'm saying. Oh, if I'm D with you. Oh, the, like the blood is, at the scene yeah, if, was for a white male. Because if DNA is found, they can mm. generally say this person probably is Caucasian and is definitely male. Mm. But now that they, person... They, they wouldn't be able to say that now. But that person has transitioned to be a female. So what, and what does this gender fluidity of our society do for law enforcement, medical care? I mean, if, so, if, 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 a, if a man calls himself a man, but as a woman, wanders into the hospital or ER because they have lower abdominal, ab abdominal pain. Yep. <laughs> it's abdominable. Right. <laughs> um. Oh, you're a guy. Okay. What are you looking for? Oh, you're a woman. You look at different things. So what does that do? Don't we have to say, I was born a woman, but I'm actually a man? Oh, great. Let's check your uh, your ovaries and your uterus. Perfect. I think they have both questions, don't they? What? In the intake? Well, they, they, they yeah. would have to. They what really would. do you would. identify as and what, and what are you born <laughs> as or whatever? What's in your pants? Well, or? and that would make sense. They would have to because you do treat because strangely, men and women are different. You treat them differently. So, you know the guy that, uh, the story a while back, um, the, let's see, what was it? A woman who became a man and then had a baby. Oh, yeah, and from Bend. That was Oregon. That one? That was like, wasn't that the first? <laughs> and it was the first, <laughs> first woman. 
Was meant that to the, have a yes, baby. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the first like real big hit because because she ended up on the cover of Time or something. I think right? so. The first man to have a baby. That's insane. Mm-hmm. She nope. didn't. The fact, well, okay, and then you make Bruce Jenner the woman but of the year. She was. Or, sorry, Caitlin, the woman of the year. Didn't she say she was totally surprised, he, whatever, that she got pregnant? She didn't know how that happened. They had sex, obviously. <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> um, and she just didn't think that was possible because now she was a man. Oh, oh it's all in the mind. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't remember the details. <laughs> That's of the case. insane. But uh, well, but think, you, well, j- just the promotion, the media promotion for, of it. What was that? I don't remember her name, but what was that gal's name up in Washington that got caught? She Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, Rachel. So huh? okay, the so fake now black she girl? was. So she was white. <laughs> she was white, pretending huh? to be black, and she was the leader. Lambasted that, by the left. That and the um, NAACP mm-hmm. chapter yep. up there, yeah. right? Okay, so that was just white lady. Impersonate, I say impersonating, but identifying as, as somebody <laughs> black. Okay, but let's further complicate it. What if she would have been born male, and then identified and, and as a black female and changed herself, changed so himself? Well, if he went, yeah, if he would have been born male, and then transitioned to female mm-hmm. and female. identified as a black. Mm. So now you have but, a double whammy. But then commits a crime and leaves DNA. So now they're looking for white. <laughs> that is a male. G- this is a great movie plot. <laughs> no, think about that for a minute though. You're putting uh thoughts in people's minds. Nobody listens to this. <laughs> but if you carry this whole thing to its end result, uh-huh. then I become a trans financialist. I don't have Ooh, money, but down. I want you to treat me like I do. Oh, fantastic. I identify that way. And so and then I, I'm entitled then to a Bentley, a big car, yes. maybe a private jet. I, I'm entitled well, to it, right? Why could that not be just as legitimate? Or just as ludicrous. Well, you can't <laughs> well use we that know term that. Anymore. That's going to be a felony in Oregon. Uh, unless, using that term is a felony. Unless you're a now. rapper. Just one. Yeah. Well. I heard, I saw on The Drudge today. That's not real news. Headline of Drudge. It's not real news. First crime in space. Oh, man. The stolen identity on the International Space Station. Summer Warden, Warden, a former Air Force intelligence officer living in Kansas, has been in the midst of a bitter separation and parenting dispute for much of the past. So she was surprised when she noticed that her estranged spouse still seemed to know things about her spending. Had she bought a car, how could she afford that? Miss Warden put her intelligence background to work, asking her bank about the locations of computers that had recently accessed her bank account using her login credentials. The bank got back to her with an answer. One was a computer network registered to the National Aeronautics and Space Admin, NASA. That's different than the headline. Come on, Matt Drudge. Told you. Someone stole it. It's not real news. Oh, brother. Uh, okay, you, our guest, are, you deal with money and people's money, deciding it where it goes. Transfinancialist. So, here, yeah, so here's what, whether you do or not, we don't care. That's what you say. That's your truth. So here's the question I've got. What is Trump's international fight with China doing to the economy? Is it good or bad? 
uncertainty is always bad. Okay. So if you're a business, whether the rules are one thing or another really don't matter. You just need to know what the rules are so you can plan for that. So that's what causes the problems is businesses need to know what the rules are going to be. So the economy is very strong. The market's all over the place, but the market has nothing to do with the economy short term because the market is purely the sum of what people think is going to happen short term. Mm. And because of media now, <laughs> panic mode, someone's speech, uh, a particular person's tweet. <laughs> can, one singular person. You can watch the <laughs> AOC. I knew it. <laughs> that's right. Keep your damn finger off the buttons. <laughs> Don't push the tweet button. <laughs> you can watch the, the, the numbers on the Dow go up and mm-hmm. down. Literally that fast. So it's purely um, just the uncertainty that causes the problems, which, interesting thought, um, it's also impacted by the media who reports. because Whatever they want. Well, or we whatever to they're told to report. We assume news is fact. They're reporting the truth, and that's totally not the case. We they're, used to assume that. No, I think the general the, public still assumes that. Yeah. Well, that's, but they're public the dummies, companies yeah. um, whose job is to make money for the shareholders. Mm-hmm. The only way you make money is if you sell advertising, people watch your shows. The only mm-hmm. way they watch your shows is if you have sensationalize everything and make it dramatic. It uh, rains an extra day in March and all of a sudden we're going to have floods or it's we get an 80 degree day in March and now it's global warming and all that. So do they have responsibility as well? Because they've influenced. uh, (laughs) They're responsible for nothing. (laughs) That's right. Um, So yeah, it does have a big impact. Somebody said, no, this is just a game that Trump is playing um, he's got a plan and we want to know what he's thinking. Um, and then I heard someone else comment that, it, no, you don't need to worry about that. You know exactly what he's thinking because he just tweeted it. <laughs> um, <so> he can't <laughs> hold anything back. It could be, I mean, it, it's frustrating because it could be that he's building up this thing and then just before the election, we get this great deal, uh, trade deal with China, and all of a sudden everything's perfect. The market's going up, and he looks. He's no, the he's the hero. Fun. I was gonna say he looks brilliant. Um, hey, if it's all about calculate. your truth, could, it couldn't looks, he? Cal- it looks calculated. Couldn't he just say and, he's brilliant? Uh, oh, he did. He's the chosen one. I forgot. The <laughs> There's something to be said though that he's not a dumb businessman. Oh. Well, you can't help but conclude that. Yeah. So just because he appears to have a sixth grade education uh, and vocabulary, um, look at what he's accomplished and what he's done. You just can't ignore. I'm floored at Bernie and all these who say (laughs) we're in a recession uh, that since the day he um, was elected, we've been in a recession when we've got record unemployment. Yeah. And I mean, the economy is very, very solid. We have some. We have a record s- unemployment? Low. Record low. Record low. low yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I thought you had a different truth. Than <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you just can't ignore those things. They, they're fact. They are what they are. Now, we certainly have some uh, potential issues and debt problems and just our. Uh, 
whole social agenda that we're appeared to be pursuing can't be a good thing for the economy. You can't, like AOC says, we'll just borrow the money to give everybody, everyone a hundred grand a year. Um, we just keep printing it. It's just insane. Are, are we doing that now a little bit? Of course we are. Um, so to, to her point, no, not that I agree, but to her point, would it be a problem to do well, that? Okay, but you've got to put things in perspective. We think our trillions of dollars of debt, um, we can't even fathom that. Mm -hmm. But if I have income of uh, $100,000 a year and I have debt of $90,000 a year, mm -hmm. uh, I'm in trouble. But if I have $100,000 a year debt uh, or income and debt service of $1,000 a year, you know, it's not a big deal. Mm. So you've got to put in perspective what our total net worth is as a country, which is kind of interesting because it's such an intangible thing. What is something worth? <laughs> it's, right. My house is worth this today. Mm -hmm. uh, well, an example, we drove it's by a house. It's worth what somebody else will pay for. It. <laughs> well. it is today at this mm -hmm. moment, Yeah, which could change tomorrow. We drove by a house and Craig said, that house is for sale for $119,000. And that's just <laughs> insane. That's way too much. <laughs> and I'm thinking uh, if it sold for great three deal. times that where, where I am, it, it would be a great deal. So it's, it's very difficult to put some of this stuff into terms that make sense to peons like you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yep. Trans financialist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so but, but back to my, like, but what I'm wondering is, is the this volatility with China. China and possible Russia and some other things, yeah. is that actually an issue? Or is it just this short-term up-and-down thing that doesn't matter long-term? Of course it's an issue. I, I mean, a big, like, are we going to see a crash? Potentially. Uh, and that's why I think it's dangerous, and yet, it's I'm like asking a transgender, are you male or female? There's no maybe. yes or no answer. Yes. It's possible. <laughs> Transfinancial. <laughs> I'm using that term. Um, it could cause very significant problems. It doesn't have to. Uh, I mean, if, if, you know, if China places some huge uh, tariff on everything mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it costs twice as much to bring stuff in from China, we either start making it here and pay twice as much mm -hmm. for it, or uh, we pay that and raise the prices. This idea that businesses will just absorb mm -hmm. um, whatever tax is on them. Oregon just passed. Why is it Oregon? Because they're morons, I know. <laughs> a, uh, a tax, which they're not calling it a tax, but it's on gross income of the business. For gross income? Right. Whoa. Um, wow. And it's not huge, but it's on gross income. If you're, oh, the grocery business, they have a really small margin. You could actually have, oh, millions of dollars in taxes and lose money. Yeah. Because, yeah. But because the, the thinking is they're rich corporations that will just absorb that and they can afford it and they need to give some back to the poor people that don't have that, which is insane because... There are certainly private corporations, but by and large, they're public uh, corporations that everybody owns stock in. Not everyone, but I mean, many of the people 
are getting a benefit <laughs> from that. If they pay a 3% tax, it goes directly down to the price of whatever it is mm-hmm. they're selling. That is such a, a gross... <laughs> that is gross. Gross income tax. That's that's outrageous. There are pretty. I, I think there are two other states that have done that. I I remember. Why would any business either stay or ever go there? I don't know how. That's you the could. problem. Um, yeah, and they want to. Well, we just narrowly defeated a cap and trade bill, which basically said the goal of Oregon was to be to zero emissions. <laughs> <laughs> Zero emissions. <clears throat> it's a great idea. Um, so that meant it started out with businesses. So if you're a business, first of all, over a period of short period of time, we have to do it with all diesel uh, engines. If you have a vehicle, right, because there's no log trucks in Oregon. That's, well, None. you have to replace them with a what? Prius. Electric. <laughs> uh, Tesla makes a truck. Electric. Yeah, log truck. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. So you have to. I, they were testing those. actually a truck that's pretty well, yeah, impressive. But still, well, they do have a semi. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, about a, mm-hmm. uh, a friend that went down to look in Vegas. That yeah. Went. Anyway, um, also any vehicle older than 2004, you have to get rid of and replace because the mm, emissions meet the are emission bad. standards. They uh, realized that not everyone could reach that, so they were going to sell. Uh, issue some exemptions oh, initially, and then on a long-term basis, they would have a lottery for some exemptions. Um, you could buy some exemptions, which would be similar to indulgences in the Catholic Church <laughs> back 1,500 years ago. Buy your um, penance? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm able to sin if I if you pay enough. give you 50 bucks. <laughs> Although I suppose some, never mind. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, so they uh, determined that if Oregon went to 0% emissions, zero. So if the plan was implemented and worked. If it worked, Mm -hmm. the impact on global warming. Globally. In quotes, quotes, Uh um, could not be measured. (laughs) It would be so insignificant, we couldn't even measure it if we went to zero emissions. And it cost billions of dollars and potentially ruined the economy. The response was, that may be, but regardless of the cost, we have to set a good example. Oh, it's moral superiority. Yes, because (laughs) we are superior. Absolutely. No, Kate Brown is. Kate. How much is she worth? Oh, did you know she is the first? The first? Bisexual governor? Um, I, I think may, maybe in Oregon, she but maybe needs, ever. She now needs to be worth more. It's more. She needs to be worth more than Ruth. <laughs> I wonder if they uh, you put it up for an auction. Oh, my God. Is that called a kissing booth? Wait, what, Kate? <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's dead. It's fine. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is the Wikipedia. Uh, Brown is the first openly bisexual governor in the United States, the first openly LGBT person elected governor in the U.S., and the second female governor of Oregon. Openly. <laughs> yeah. O- openly. openly. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so let's find out her net worth. Because we do remember the bathroom stall incident. 
What was that guy's <laughs> name? He had a widespread. Do you remember that? Oh yes, they were playing yes. footsies. Who was that? He, he had a wide stance. He was from um, a Idaho. wide stance. <laughs> yeah, yeah Idaho. Because <laughs> do you remember this story? Wasn't Come it? On, he'd go into, was he'd go into the airport. He had a pesky and he'd have, wide stance. He'd have he'd have a wide stance in the restroom, but the the call sign for for requesting homosexual prostitution in this particular airport bathroom was to touch your feet or something like that. Yes. And he claimed, no, I just have a wide stance when I use the bathroom. <laughs> With a straight face. Uh, this, she Can't does not. Can't use the term straight. <laughs> she does not have her net worth listed. She doesn't. Maybe it's not on the Google. financial. Kate Brown, net nothing. Yeah. Uh, her salary is a hundred and off the list. Oh, she only makes hundred grand. But well, so he, here's the thing: I would love to know with that, if she's the first openly bisexual governor, she's married to what? A man. Okay. So what does that say to him? Yeah, you'll work for now. So is that <laughs> if it is a, a temporary condition or thing? So mm. she was bi at one point. But she's married now, so well. I, it makes it me change? think. Well, it makes me think she's still open. No, what was the term when Pan, it's fluid? Pan. Yeah, no fluid. Oh, omni. No, uh, mm, uh, oh, brother. <laughs> don't go back to the list. <laughs> I don't know this. <laughs> okay, so here's a here's an obscure thought. This just popped into my mind. Here's an obscure thought. What was the name of that book that the guy wrote that was controversial? That now he left his wife and oh, I kissed dating goodbye, Josh I Harris. Dating goodbye. Okay. So what if what if the concept of dating has caused this whole problem? Western Hemisphere thinking was to go to dating for emotions. What if that caused the problem? Because now yeah. love is now a feeling. Well, I, so I now was we just... have to think about feelings, whereas previous to, what, 300 years ago, dating was never a thing. It was arranged. Well, and, and, the majority and of the, in the majority of the world, totally. it's arranged. It, it very much could be that that is uh, a factor because um, I was in Montevideo, Minnesota the other day and working with a um, another photographer there. Her daughter and a friend were doing some admin work at what we were doing at our job. Um, and so we were talking and one of them was talking about marriage or something and said, I'm never going to get married because it's too expensive. Okay. And then I said, oh, so you're just going to shack up. And the this lady who I've known for several years, she's a, a adult. She's like, oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't get married before you try it out. And her daughter is currently shacking up with someone. And I said, really? Oh, you got to try that. No, this is the problem. It's that idea that we must try out this game. We haven't, you know, we're not down the road of we're going to make it work. It's weird. Well, because. And so it's changed the this idea that, that um, and this is why I don't hate the idea of arranged marriage. But we have to think of it different. When it's all about how good I feel all the time, then it does change the perception. All these college kids that I t deal with and talk to, the, none of them, even I mean, if you were to say, once you're ready, then you need to start looking for the right kind of spouse, and then you need to go through this process and, and do that. No. Uh -uh. Why do you hate the idea of an arranged marriage? No, I don't hate it, I said. Oh, you don't? I okay. don't. But in our society, that would never fly oh, because no. how, no, you no, can't no. tell me my truth. It's worth, 
It sounds like we have a theme here. <laughs> well, but I think that's that goes back. That's the best thing about this country is the freedom. The worst thing about this country is our freedom. I mean, you know, uh, marriages that are not arranged and are based off of the emotional feeling of of love. Well, emotions yeah. change, feelings change, but that's been an evolution of probably only the last what two or three hundred years. I mean, I don't know. I I, I haven't no done since a study. Woodstock. We can't imagine that an arranged marriage would be happy and everything. Right. Which yeah. much of history uh, <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> happy wasn't a, yeah. a, a, a term that you define marriage as. Yeah. But um, I sat next to an Indian gentleman uh, several years ago on a flight, and we were talking about arranged marriages. And I asked him, um, you know, how they went. Were people generally happy in their marriages? And he said, Oh, absolutely. Um, he said, I can't think of anyone that isn't. He said, uh, I said, is divorce uh, an issue? And he said, divorce, for the most part, is only an issue if you have money. Um, but most of the population, no, divorce isn't there. And for the most part, people are happy. And I just find that so strange. And I think that's because, well, I mean, look at look at some of the patriarchal biblical marriages. Those were not... You know, yeah. oh, I, I'm going to date you and fall in love. It was. You got and, 10 cows? And <laughs> Sounds pretty good. You know, <laughs> Jacob brought her into his mother's tent and they were married. I mean, that was the, yeah. that's the way that yeah. it was. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that uh, we have shifted, and I don't know when the shift occurred. I haven't read into it, but but there was a shift that occurred that marriage needed to be about feeling and love was an emotion, not a decision? Is it that we have actually, um, for lack of a better word, e evolved at some point? Or devolved, maybe. M well, but we, um, you know, at a base level, we're taking care of just surviving, mm -hmm. uh, meeting our needs, uh, all those kinds of things. And then you move past that, and then there are needs that are, um, you don't even think about, I mean, someone in West Africa isn't going to think about all these happy feelings and having this perfect marriage and romance and somebody's going to take me out to the movie mm -hmm. and date me and tell me all these beautiful things. I'm worried about getting food for today. And so once we've moved past all of that stuff, then that has to be where the whole our concept of dating and marriage, which is... I mean, I'm not sure that you find a lot of that in Scripture, um, but you go to these uh, dating seminars or marriage seminars and things on how to do that and what was the uh, the love dare thing. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I'm not opposed to any of those things at all. It's just, this is the first time in history that that's ever been a possibility. Well, it feels like that in, like, the, the perception of what marriage is now is that first and foremost is I must feel happy 100% of the time. Yes. And I mean, that's in life. I mean, just back to the, you know, I'm, I'm a boy, I'm a girl, whatever. I must feel totally happy all the time. And I, it's never, I'm going to, I'm going to um, prefer the other first. That's my priority. I'm going to prefer the other first. And I wonder when did that actually transition away from uh, to where it, it became a, 
this is the thing that we are deciding. I was talking to a lady the other day about marriage because we we've in our business we've really backed away from photographing and documenting marriages a lot because most people around in this generation they don't care. You tell them it's a waste of money. Oh uh, no, it's like they, they don't get a value it. A little bit anyway, right. Well, so. that's it. Yeah, they, they don't value it enough to actually put in the time because half of them have been living together for five years during college anyway, and now they're gonna. Yay, give us all these presents for our house. No, you've been having a house for five years. You don't need all this stuff. Go to a judge, do your paperwork, and now you've got your tax benefit, and move on. Have a party if you want to. Go for it. But to have this white dress and this all this perfect little moment, I can't see him before the wedding because, you know what? You've been sleeping together for five years. You're fine. No, we have this idea that, that this marriage becomes a show, and they don't value it. And so we decided it's not worth it for us. Would you take uh, wedding pictures of a gay couple? I don't know how. And that sounds funny. I don't know how to do that. Not because necessarily because, well, I, I don't agree with it. But I also don't know how to, to talk two people of the same gender into doing an intimate pose. How do you do that? All right, now, here, buddy, I want you to come here and I want you to kind of kiss him on the neck. That's weird. I, I don't know how to do it. So if people come to me for the kind of work that I do, they're not going to get the kind of work I do because I don't know how to do that with that instance. I'm not going to take, I'm not going to film a bunch of naked people. I don't know how to do that. That's not something that I can actually produce content that would match the level that I know how to do. So it's the same kind of thing, I think. I, 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 I can't take pictures of sharks either. You know why? I don't know how to film and pick, take pictures underwater. You can't convince them to kiss each other. <laughs> or come out of the water. Right. <laughs> but there, I mean, in history, uh, certainly there was a time that women were, wives were possessions. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, as a husband, I had the right to do whatever I wanted with you. Yeah. I could, if you were good, I could keep you. I could right. toss you out of the tent. Um, and so it has changed. Probably better. Maybe. Well, it depends on who you're talking oh. to, but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, really. I, I don't know that I'd agree with that. What, I that mean, is better? Better for some, not for others. With a 50-something percent divorce rate, is it better? Really? Well, but, I, but what caused you're that? You're saying it's okay if I uh, consider Ruth just for what she can, I can get from her. Arranged. <laughs> can you arrange that? <laughs> oh man we've derailed <laughs> it's just it, I, I think it's it is just indicative of our culture going back to what feels good at the time yes and uh, I would even probably argue that a hundred years ago even even just a hundred years mm -hmm. um, divorce was extremely shameful um but, but but go to the root cause. Why? You know well, what was the what was the reasoning behind that? But it, you were talking about that. It's um, I expect you to make me happy. Mm. Uh, how I feel. Mm -hmm. You're not doing that. There's no sense of obligation or anything anymore. Mm -hmm. But if and our society is doing that now, it's all on how I feel. What my truth is. Um, everyone is supposed to help me realize my destiny. Mm. Because I can do anything. I can be anything I want. 
You can't tell me what I can't do. I can do anything. Let me know how that NBA contract yeah. goes for you. <laughs> That's exactly at breakfast. We talked about that today. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you could break into a song now. But you talk to if you no, talk to, then our listener will leave. <laughs> if, but if you talk to somebody that's been married, are they still on? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. If, if you talk to a couple that's been married for any amount of time, uh, and they're honest, there were probably moments within their marriage <laughs> that they didn't want to be there. Or let me read. No, no, no. There were probably moments in their marriage where they were. Um, at the moment unhappy or frustrated or angry or how are we going to get through this? But it was never an option of, well, I don't feel good and that's their responsibility, so I should leave. It was, okay, we will get through this. This was rough, but we're going to make it through. It's not about, it's, but that doesn't exist today. It's the, I shouldn't say it doesn't exist, but it's not, it's becoming less the norm. The norm <laughs> is make me feel good. It's your job to make me feel good. Mm -hmm. And if your truth is different than mine, then we're going to have an issue. But it, it's measured by what society says or what TV or a movie or a book or whatever says or Facebook. Uh, Facebook is the worst <laughs> thing for, I think, young marriages. Oh, man. Because these women, men slash whatever. Yep. Um only post pictures of the perfect things going on in their life and their kids are perfect. Oh, Snapchat filters. Mm -hmm. All those devil. things. And so, you know, their friends are looking at us like, oh, am I the yeah. only one that my <laughs> husband doesn't do all these great <laughs> things for me? But you have that. People on welfare live in a million dollar house in a movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's just so many of those things. Back in the day before there was internet and all that, romance novels, and people would read that, and so that's what they're comparing their life to. My life's not perfect. If uh, my husband or my wife were like this, mm -hmm. then I would be great, and I need to go out and get that. I watched a, a film that just came out on Woodstock, and it's kind of fascinating because I didn't know some of the details. It was actually billed as, we're going to make money on this concert. That's how the promoters wanted to do it. They were so behind on production that people just started showing up a week in advance and sitting in the field before the fences were up. They had no way to collect tickets. They sold a bunch, but they had no way to collect tickets. So the word got out, oh, they're not even taking tickets. Fine, we'll just give it away. Half a million people show up. The crazy part, I mean, they're all, oh, it's so great because all these people feel they, they, they were just like us and there was just free love everywhere, all this stuff. What I found fascinating about that is at one point, I mean, you could not drive on the streets. The the, the road, the, the traffic jam became the parking lot. Oh, cool. We'll just leave our car here and walk in. That's great. They ran out of food at the food booth. It's all cool because the community around them, all the people in that town, Bethel, I think. Was it Bethel or Wilford or something? Bethel. Bethel. Um, New York. Those people in the town gathered all the stuff they had in their home and brought it up to the, these kids. So they have this picture now, and we've been told, oh, this commune living works great. It's awesome. No, no, not without that support of that fa that town that actually fed these kids and were like took care of them. So build your car a commune next to Bill Gates. Ooh. Or just show up in his field. <laughs> <laughs> just, just sit there. I'm here. I'm ready. 
then they'll stick squatters the dogs rights. on you. But I, I thought that was a weird dynamic. They never once mentioned that in the film, but that's the reality of how they actually were able to eat throughout. And then they had nothing. They had like, <laughs> they had these little cones, like a, a snow cone holder kind of, and they gave them a little porridge and some and some milk. That was what they ate at one point because they had nothing. Manna. Oh, kind of. <laughs> but they it, complain. It, well, <laughs> but these the crazy part is they have this thing in their head that this was the per, this was perfect. This is how it should have been. Free love, free everything. It was awesome. Wasn't though. Wasn't free. Someone did it. It's free that, to them. That community. But the point. The thing is, these socialists, I don't know if they have the capacity to actually do anything and to actually understand that, uh, yeah, I, I, I know, I get it, I got it. Maybe. Sorry. I'm being passed some secret notes by the peanut gallery. <clears throat> Maybe. Maybe you went too far. All right, brush. Brush. <laughs> right here in my formerly unnicotine stained hands. <laughs> anyway. So all that to say, I don't think socialism's good. That was a an, a picture of um free love. So okay. And so out of that, you still have you have a generation now because you guys were all born in the fifth you weren't. Fifties? 60s, yes? 70s. When 71. were you born? 71. Oh, you're young. <laughs> 60s. 55. That's what I meant. 50, 50s. I 50. forgot you guys are both old. <laughs> um, did that mentality at all affect you guys? Like that whole concept of the... Because you would have been... Woodstock was what, 69? Or was it 69, right? Mm -hmm. The summer of... Here's a song. Um, did that have any bearing on your teenage years like what you heard about that thing that Woodstock movement no I was probably 14 at the time and I was pretty clueless about the world I didn't listen to music did you listen to music Today or yesterday? <laughs> no, when you were 12, 14, 15. I, I may have. Don't remember. If you wipe that out of the mind, it's gone. <laughs> no, media wasn't quite as prominent. I mean, it existed. The radio was the radio, but it wasn't, I mean. What did the radio kill? I mean, yeah. that stuff was there. You, yeah. um, you know, you could see stuff, commercials, Walter Cronkite talked about it, and. Was it, when was he around? Then? Yeah. The 60s? So, you know, you saw the uh, videos of those things. But if you weren't, I mean, I know some people that were part of that movement and they're normal folks in society today. <laughs> That's somewhat subjective, yes. <laughs> normal, yes. But it was, I, maybe that gives us hope uh, because things do tend to swing, pendulum one way or another. Um, out of that, there was certainly a lot of change. 
but it didn't, we didn't progress at that same rate in the entire country become this free love movement. No, but that um, really was, uh, that was a, was that a birthplace, shall we say, of, of a, of some movement? Of, of, of a different, yeah. um, a, kind of a counterculture thought process about relationship and about love. Probably so. Was Woodstock the birthplace of that, or was Woodstock a side effect of something that was already happening? Yeah. Well, probably. And I don't know. Yeah. I, but I but mean, because they made this thing and it actually turned into something that it was never intended to be, out of that, you know, because all these kids come together and hang out and then they all go. Were yeah. the Vietnam protests occurring as prominently prior to Woodstock, or did it did it? it kick well, up according after? to the film, there was you know some of these guys that went to that. They were you know they were activisting on the you know on the streets and that's a word. But it goes Protesting. back to that same thing. You know, we're after uh, during the uh, the war. Um, I mean, I got shot a few times. Did I tell you that? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I mean, the the country was focused on that surviving. Did a BB gun? Um, and prior to that, I mean, other things, we were just at a different level. We get to a place where uh, people are prospering again, things are going well, and now all of a sudden it creates that opportunity for uh, the riots against uh, Vietnam, uh, for Woodstock, all of those kinds of things. And then, I suppose, different movements uh, over the years since then, and... They just look a little different today. Uh, Antifa um, you yeah. know, would be, I hate to even class it as another one of those. Uh, well, it, it was uncanny looking at, like trying to put the parallel together, watching the footage they had in that. And it could have very easily been today on some college campuses sure. what they were doing. It very, very easily could be. You so know, are we the, just repeating the, history? The Black Panthers, the... Oh, yeah. You know, all the different groups. There isn't anything really new going on today. It's just a little different. And progressing a little further down the road of um, socialism, I suppose, of some sort. Um, in yes. theory, socialism is a good thing. Uh, and maybe more supported by scripture. However, yeah. should I leave now? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, however, it just can't ever work because we're imperfect people. If it were in a perfect world and we all input the same, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking care of uh, people and each other but, and caring about each but other. But that all comes out of a, a mentality of others first, right? Yes, like, wouldn't we I'm all need to have that theory, in theory? It just can't ever work because we're imperfect people, and someone always rises to the top, mm. um, or you know, it's just or drops epic. to the bottom, or uh, yeah. somebody takes advantage of that system. Yeah. History shows that. Let yeah. me go back thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it's the same situation over and over and over. Ours just looks slightly different. Maybe a little more sophisticated, um, but that's because maybe it's not more sophisticated. Well, maybe well, the more maybe the more sophisticated part is that uh, the news cycle travels so quickly and changes yes. so 
that's so rapidly. Yeah, that's really got to you know, be the biggest and, difference. And an issue today in this little town, look at f- what happened in Fergus, um, becomes wildfire uh, fodder, fodder for mm-hmm. the wildfire in the media, and it spreads across the country so rapidly. But then when the epicenter burns itself out, smothers itself, then the new epicenter is something different. And that cycle is occurring. The news, whether it's real or not real news, travels so rapidly but then burns out so rapidly. You know, what was it? Was it six years ago? Black Lives Matter was everything. Everything. Riots, it was so prominent. And how often do we hear about the BLM movement in the news today Mm -hmm. as a headline? You know, and it's been, you know, probably three. What was it? It was Black Lives Matter. Then it became transgender. Then it became, you know, or maybe it was, you know, wedding cakes for, you know, same well, sex then there couples. Were really insignificant things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it wouldn't have been for Twitter, media, Facebook, Twitter, hashtag Me Too, hashtag Twitter. Yeah. The, in California, you know the the whole uh, straw thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that started from a little kid mm-hmm. who come up with this idea that, oh, I need to save the whales or whatever it was. It's a turtle. Okay. A turtle. turtle. Uh, a turtle had it in his nose. Remember that? <laughs> One turtle. One turtle. And how could that, that become it now a law in California? Mm-hmm. And Oregon just embraced that because. Really? No plastic straws? Well, it's not a law yet, but it is because we're advanced, um, superior. We choose mm. to just embrace that on yes. our own uh, voluntarily. So you go in some place, and most places won't give you a straw unless you specifically ask for it. <laughs> but they give you a big plastic cup <laughs> with no straw. <laughs> so it's the impact, again... You couldn't even measure the impact if you took every straw on earth uh, out of <laughs> existence. Maybe, but let's be real for a minute. Do Do you guys buy straws for your house? No. Okay. No, I, I, straw, I don't have you a buy problem straws for your house. Not for it. me, for the grandkids. Okay. Most people that I know, when I go to their house for dinner, don't give you a straw. I don't get a straw. Straws just aren't a thing at home. You drink no, out of a no, glass or a cup no, but, or whatever. But. You also don't take that cup out and drive around with it. The advent of the fast food, the drive-through, has has Wait, the, created oh, okay. a necessity. Yeah. It's the True. idea For that straw. this is going to make an impact on global warming, <laughs> and or yeah. uh, because yeah. it doesn't go away when you can't even measure the impact, and it's a non-issue. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to be harmed because they don't get a straw in their soda when they go through unless they're handicapped or something. And they can't um, do this. And they need to that. do that. It's just interesting that something very little that a little kid, all of a sudden, it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And that couldn't have happened even 20 years ago. No. Um, so, so social media is ruining our societies. Is that what we can conclude? Yes. It yep. could be. Quit. Um, get off of it. You know, all the, the Google stuff. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever, manipulating mm-hmm. elections and, you know, searches and all those things. What if that goes further down the the road and uh, increases? Well, it will. It's not going to go sure. backwards. So do we have Zuckerberg and uh, who's the Google guy? Yep. Uh-huh. Um, if we have him, 
those couple people deciding, you know, what the outcome should be. Sergey, and all we got to do is um, change some algorithms. Sergey Brin, yeah. Google. And Larry Page. Does oh, he yeah. have a field next to his house? <laughs> we could find it. We should find it. Yeah. Um, He's got a front yard yeah. bigger than your five acre plot. <laughs> <laughs> front yard, his kitchen is that big. <laughs> his pool. Right. So uh, to kind of wrap this a little bit, because there are things we need to do today, unfortunately. Um, did any of you follow the Democratic Socialists of America convention this year? Yeah, yeah I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize there was a uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, point guys, of personal uh, privilege. First of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone very to sensory prone. overload. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Mm -hmm. Please, can we just, I know it's we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? Yep. It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Privilege. Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Okay. <laughs> quick point of privilege once again. Quick point of privilege once again. Hi, James Jackson, Sacramento DSA, he, him. He, him. I have already asked people to be mindful of the chatter of their comrades who are sensitive to sensory overload, and that goes double for the heckling and the hissing. It is also double. triggering to my anxiety. Like... The be comradely doesn't ju isn't just for like you know let's keep things civil or whatever. How do you it's be so comradely? People aren't gonna get triggered and so that it doesn't affect their performance as a delegate. Okay, your need to express yourself. This is isn't real, is it? It's absolutely real. Should not trump or over. Like, I can see you that see no my applause? Clapping for me. He just it used the word trust. I'm not engaging, but it also is because. Listen. Here we go. Like, I see that no one's clapping for me. It could be because I'm not engaging, but it also is because everyone's doing this. This. He's showing this. And that's Tiny really clap. important because that's those really loud bursts of noise, even though this is a noisy space, when we can do something like reducing that, that's really important. So please don't clap, shoot up these. We have a lot of disabled comrades and uh, a lot of those are invisible disabilities. You don't know who it is uh, that is having a more difficult time navigating this space, and this space was not created with all of their needs in mind. So it's up to us to modify that space to make sure that uh, everybody is able this to is move a political in the ways convention. that they need to move. Democratic Socialists um, and, and of America the, Convention, um, the noise 2019. Issue, like avoid hissing, avoid waving banners, right? Um, because those there's there's all sorts of things. If you don't know what to do, show up these, right? I'm sure there's lots of ways that we can communicate to each other without needing to rely on something uh, that's going to. What if people put up the else. middle finger? We have quiet. That's no, silent. Here, here's the thing. This guy is standing in front of the crowd at a, at a podium saying, put up these. Shoot them They up. just discriminated against every blind person in the room. No blind person knows people are happy unless you do this. What if you don't have arms? Huh? Well, that, that, that's what we need. But if you do this, that's better, except for the blind people. I don't understand. Rooms that are available. There's a range of options. Do of we have these, to keep right? listening to this? Just a kidding. few, just a little bit more. But it's good because, you know, sensory overload's a problem when you're a, when you have an invisible disability. Well, it can be. I'm not even going to dispute that because it can be. But how how do you survive when you walk out of the door? 
Like with horns honking. these up. Hurt somebody else. We have quiet rooms that are available. There's a range of options of these, right? Please don't go in that space with anything that's like an aggressive scent, for instance, what? right? Because we don't uh, want to put people in stressful situations that they don't consent to, right? And we, does there that mean are, if you had Taco uh, Bell the right night before? infiltrators <laughs> who are trying to get in here, but it's going to be really traumatic for people if we're not making an affirmative effort to de-escalate each other and de-escalate ourselves, right? Take a deep breath. That's noisy. Better before That's you a say lot anything. of hissing. Don't really mm -hmm. talk to anybody who doesn't have a credential, especially if you claim to be from the press. You have no idea who that person is. Please do not talk to anybody who identifies themselves as a member of the press without having uh, credentials. Um, don't talk to cops. Don't talk to MAGA assholes. Oh, we're almost there. Wait, just, so he wait, just, wait, wait. He just corrected them because they, woo, they shot out some noise. And he said, oh, we're almost there. And he put his hands up to show that they should be doing this. But he just said, don't talk to MAGA a-holes. Yep. That was so extremely judgmental and it triggered me. <laughs> but you're not one of them. Uh, this, but thank you. Um, we are going to be visited tomorrow um, by some MAGA protesters. Um, is there anybody here who's done cl abortion clinic escort work? By all means, don't talk to cops if there are cops there for any reason at all, right? Um, and right. Um, so that, this is our problem right here. That's but a symptom product, of our problem. Uh, uh, yeah, of our education system for the last 20 years. Be? Yeah, More I think so. That. It, it yeah. must be. Yeah. Uh, so here, real quick, funny yep. story. So again, I told a story about my daughter. She's mm. totally into social media, that mindset. Somehow we got on the subject within the last couple of weeks. She says something about immigrants. And she's like, I just don't understand why we just can't let everybody in. This is just, she was talking about Trump being such a jerk, and that's a whole other side story. But I said, well, well, how do we know who's good and bad? She goes, we just need to let everybody in. Open what if they're coming? Door, what if they're coming from, you know, a country that's worse than ours? And I'm like, okay. I decide to entertain this thought, right? And I know this is coming from her social media world. And and I said, well, how do? How, what if? What if they're coming from a terrorist country? She goes, clearly, Dad. Common sense. We would need to just do simple background checks. <laughs> and I said, but you can't do that. She goes, why? And I said, because that's the legal immigration path immigration path now what yeah <laughs> to become an immigrant you have to go through a full background check and fill out paperwork on being you know that's the process and i said but i want to applaud you in using your own brain instead of social media's brain because you just described the legal process <laughs> nice but i find it fascinating that she had not done her own it, it saddens me as a parent that I, I do feel somewhere along the way I missed teaching her how to critical think on her own or I didn't enforce it enough. But in just a, a split second moment in her own critical thinking, she was able to come up with this amazing process that we could let more immigrants in if we just background checked them. Hmm. Interesting. Well, good. Let's just do what we're doing. I like it. <laughs> this is the David Allen Show. This is an extra long episode. Um, thanks for joining us for this crazy all the way from the west coast of the of the the communist state of oregon <laughs> i see i can say that because i moved away from there me too
Yeah. Oh, that's right. What in the world? This yeah. is a man. It's like a don't you can't use a man conglomeration. Can't use man. Him. Whoa. She, he him she. Them. Yeah. And they <laughs> him she ship them. <laughs> Trans person, gender bender and gender blender. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm I'm a he him with two H's in the he front him. of both. He him they them. I go by he him pronouns and they them and sometimes she. This is the David Allen Show, DavidAllenShow.com on the interwebs. Whymillwink.com uh, is the main website that all these shows uh, generate from. You want to go to the Google Play Store. We're on there. The iTunes with all the normal people that have Apple devices. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions or comments, DavidAllenShow at gmail.com. Original liberal technology company. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> any last words? The microphone is listening all the time. Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Have a great night. Thanks for listening. This is the David Allen Show. See you next time.